I actually lied. I said recording right as I was hitting recording, so I wasn't even really recording right then. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I, I totally <laughs> fell for it. <laughs> How can I trust you now? Oh, you why can't. were you trusting him to begin with? <laughs> I am a fool. There you go. That's, yeah, that's really on He you is very naive. <laughs> Much like Charlie, I count on Will to be naive. Sorry, they are very naive. You can go ahead and take the heat right the fuck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> or you can leave all that in, and that's fine with me, too. Just know that I see you, I acknowledge you. Thanks for gendering me properly and calling me naive in the same breath. <laughs> she sees you, though, never actually physically seeing you. <laughs> Touche. Oh, yeah, I meant to say your hair was baller as shit because I looked at your hair, and then I was like, and thank nap you. time. Thank you. Thank it was not just a dream hallucination. It happened. Oh, no. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's Halloween time. Got that Halloween hair. Two-tone. Mm. Do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. This episode should be coming out, like, a couple of days after Halloween, so it's very appropriate. Oh, yeah. Uh, love it, love it. So, after this episode comes out, I'll already have been Vegeta. Is that what your Halloween costume is? <laughs> I was told, and yes, it is, except for I, like, updated Vegeta by not buying an actual Vegeta costume, but by creating one with a white vest and actual white high-top baller-ass-looking sneakers and a bunch, of course. I'm I'm going to need to see this monstrosity when it's done. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Are are you making fake hair or, like... Um, I am not making fake hair, much to my child's chagrin. <laughs> but he's going to be Goku Black, and his little friend Christian is Gohan, and that is how they were like, "You're going to be Vegeta," and I was like, "I'm." Gonna I be did uh, for when I was working at the Plasma Center in Denver. They did a, uh, a costume day on Halloween. I, I bought some orange scrubs and made like a, a shitty, really last minute Goku costume. I think I have a picture of my phone. <laughs> Hell yeah! Please. Please send it <laughs> for real. If you care about us at all, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for it. Yes, do I have your number? Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, in theory, maybe. I'm pretty sure we all had at the uh, the text chain during DragonCon, so I think we're all we should all have each other's number. Except for Will, I don't have Will's number. Well, yeah, I don't have Will's number either. I don't know if Will has a phone. I I do. I won't <laughs> say what the number is. Okay, right can now, I just say but... that Will comes from an era where if there was no phone, I wouldn't know how to feel about it. Tess, what, what's your phone number? crazy. Redacted. Totally leaving that in. I'm okay with that. Let, by all means, if you guys are feeling frisky, call my phone. Let's see how it goes. Oh, Tess. <laughs> You don't know the door you just maybe opened. You don't know the door I just maybe opened. I don't want to know what's behind it, okay? <laughs> I'm just telling you, I've been ethnic my whole life. Also loud and ADHD my whole life. Well, this is going to be some strange energy going into this episode today, I feel like. <laughs> Are you telling me you just give your number out? I'm I'm okay with it. Okay. Alright, All right, they should be sent. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. People that care about people. Jason Maybe for the win. The costume should be. No, God. Will, are you going to dress up for Halloween this year? Do what, Justin? I was asking Will if uh, they're going to dress up for Halloween this year. 
a group of us were gonna be characters from Greece, and I was gonna be Sandy. <gasps> <laughs> but I don't think that's happening now. Um, what? You, you should do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was gonna be a party on Friday, but uh, somebody's family member died, so that's oh. not going. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's that. So I might show up to a party tonight with my giant boots. Um. Oh hell yeah, Jason! It was very last minute. <laughs> you have my number. <laughs> hey, Jason Amazing. has your number. And I will now read out the entire contents of everybody's phone numbers on my phone <laughs> online. <laughs> Maybe we should put that on our Patreon. Dude, now we all have your number, Will. <laughs> Justin, are you dressing up this year? I am not. I don't think I am. I I really don't know. Uh. Kind of that sort of thing just comes down to last minute for me. We'll see. I might be throwing something together the day before Halloween. Okay, well, if you do, I feel like everybody is obligated to put their costume in this new group chat. Okay, I will send you a picture of my costume. Oh, I'm absolutely doing it. You guys are going to see Vegeta in the whole nine yards. Also, you definitely have to see my kid because his commitment to craft had him getting his fucking ears pierced. Oh, wow. For the Matar, damn, that is yeah. uh, that's impressive. <laughs> it's like I applaud you, sir, and I will pay for these shenanigans. <laughs> there were tears. Oh. <laughs> He's ten; he had no idea it was going to hurt. <laughs> they did the first year, and he was like, mm, "I'm done." And I was like, "Dude, I paid for two years." <laughs> Fuck. That's insane. Halloween's great, though. I think uh, it's one of the funnest uh, holidays you know christmas is a big deal and thanksgiving too but they're nowhere near as fun as halloween agreed agree if there was just more costumes it would be more fun (laughs) christmas costumes i mean we do the pj thing does that not count no i I like just actual like weird costumes (laughs) although i i do enjoy wearing pajamas for a week pretty nice (laughs) it is nice I wear them for a week and a half now. <laughs> as long as my work boots fit over the bottom, no one can tell me no on the job site. <laughs> I would love to just drive down the street and see a construction crew all wearing pajamas and hard hats. <laughs> <laughs> that might be Three Mile Bridge on January 2nd. <laughs> I know my dudes are not afraid to get down. We're all dumb together. Uh, yeah, so um, we did. I did take a look at like the downloads, and we we were getting some international ones. Uh, but I think there's somebody in Brussels that is like listening to the whole show and not just checking it out because there's three downloads from Brussels. We only have three. We only have three episodes out, so that's like somebody downloaded the whole show so far, and I'm pretty excited about that. So that is very exciting because it's yeah. one thing to put this all together and know that you three are having fun. But to know that other people can actually listen to this and enjoy it too is um, it's amazing. Yeah, don't really you mean is. us four are having fun? Oh no, I'm not. I, I'm a robot. I have no feelings. I neither, <laughs> oh, pull, I neither pull punches nor give hugs. You guys are just. Uh, I might not even be a real person. I'm just a very elaborate, like you know, storytelling robot that AI. you all are using. <laughs> yep. I've seen you. I haven't gotten hugs. What? Told you I don't give hugs. That don't pull punches. <laughs> Will, there have been some massive group hugs. I'm gonna need you to get in there next time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta make it to the I'll next try to con. make it to the con yep. next. 
yeah. And if maybe if we're lucky, our Belgian listener will show up, and we can hopefully by then they'll have listened to all four thousand episodes, and we'll know them like a second you family. You can hug them also. Oh no, they'll show up and watch us hug. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know where this was going. I was just checking. <laughs> <laughs> Have any of you ever traveled like to places like Belgium or uh, anything like that? Oh, I've uh, lived in Japan for about four years as a kid, but that's about it. I'm a Navy brat that married the Army. Ah. I'm not married anymore, though. And I'm not a brat. <laughs> you you hear that, listeners? She's not married anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and my phone number's somewhere in here. <laughs> You can decode it. You but it's have... behind our brand new Patreon wall. <laughs> I will have to You're save welcome. that now. For real. Just in case we end up putting it in on Patreon. <laughs> I'm completely okay with this. Once again, they have no idea what they're signing up for if they call this phone. <laughs> oh, that's too much. So this ed- this episode is going to be dedicated to that listener in Brussels. Whoever you are, we appreciate your dedication. And if you are, in fact, three separate people that have each listened to a different episode, (laughs) we appreciate it just a little less. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I was not prepared. Well, there goes our Brussels (laughs) listeners. All right. I didn't say we don't appreciate them at all. Just it's a little less dedication is all I'm saying. Like... Three times less dedication. Yeah. Especially less if you start right in the damn middle. Like, you don't even know who these people are. <laughs> but it all, it's okay, because if they start in the middle of episode two, you can kind of tell that we don't know who we are. That's true. It <laughs> usually takes a little while for everything to shake out. I'm still trying to figure out what kind of storyteller I'm going to be when I grow up. I couldn't remember my character's name at the beginning of the second episode, so I feel it. I couldn't either. I kept calling you the wrong That's thing. what I'm saying. Called you like Mac. I, I listened to episode <laughs> two and was like, we have no idea what we're doing. It's fine. <laughs> Guys, this is our first time ever role-playing. None of us have been doing this for over 20 years. <laughs> I haven't. Oh role-playing my god. <laughs> That's right, because they are not that old. I keep forgetting. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about it. I think I started when I was 16, so we're... Yeah, that's twenty-six years. Yeah, I, I am nothing like Jason. I started when I was thirteen, and you can't do the math because you have no idea how old I am. That's okay. I She's young and beautiful. For those who are looking for to get that date, twenty-two and holding. Twenty-two as, and holding. As of my birthday, I have been gaming for thirty years. Congrats! Oh Happy shit! Birthday. Yeah. Oh, that's. Dang, this is like an anniversary episode. Will and I are young. I like it. <laughs> yeah, we'll just keep pretending. I'm, I mean, I play games for fun, so I can play this game too, where we pretend like Good. we're super young. You keep playing it. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm, I might be the old, oldest person talking on this podcast. Sad face. Oh. Only because I'm not technically a person. Once again, I am an advanced storytelling <laughs> <laughs> At least pull the punches on yourself. He man. can't help himself. Exactly. It would, it would require you to program feelings into me for me to not want to pull punches on myself. See, this is why they're group hugs. Jason can't love himself <laughs> like we love Jason. So C is the language of love. Got it. Uh Raspberry Pi, but okay. Raspberry Pi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Is that a reference? No, it's a head? thing. It's, oh. Because you're old. Yeah, Never like, mind. And this is you shutting the fuck up. It's, a, it's like a micro computer for hacking. I mean, you could use it for other things, but oh, cool. a lot of people use it for <laughs> hacking. I don't know what other things people would use it for. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could use uh, it to uh, like be the onboard <laughs> computer in something that's not really like, uh, like I know a guy who uh, set up like a mixing board using a Raspberry Pi. So hell yeah, okay, that's fair. That's what I'm saying that's cool. It's a cool name. It's super. It's super cheap, which is one of the things about it. So it's essentially like a disposable computer. Yeah, good way to to hide your tracks or to. Get a computer that you need for only very minimal processing. Right. It's the burner phone of computers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for those just tuning in, you're listening to Bits and Bytes, a podcast about cheap computing solutions. <laughs> Stick around. We'll have some bonus uh, Savage Rifts content after this. <laughs> this is great for Kubernetes clusters, edge computing automation i'm just here to tell you about raspberry pi i don't actually do this podcast in case anybody is wondering they are not a sponsor no (laughs) that's true although they should uh, be we're not against it uh raspberry pi if you're listening you happen to be the the uh listener from all hacking roles in future sessions will be brought to you by raspberry pi (laughs) Mm -hmm. i would like a pi4 model b201 thanks and there you have it. Request made. <laughs> I would like a real pie. Thank you. But hopefully not raspberry, because that sounds gross. It's a lot of raspberries. Yeah, a whole lot. Those snozberries taste like snozberries. Willy Wonka I also does not sponsor us. I... <laughs> <laughs> we don't have sponsors. You hear that, people? By all means, come, fund us, give us money. We love Belgian money also. Or just the waffles. I'll, I'll take waffles. I don't know if that's offensive or not, but I do like Belgian waffles. Belgian waffles are amazing. Like I have a, well, at least I used to have a Belgian waffle maker. I need to buy a new one. Yeah, they're my favorite kind, as opposed to the weird, like thin, flimsy American waffles. Agreed. Yes, a thousand percent. Sorry, um, give me flimsy waffles all day long. I like to roll them up and dip them into the syrup. Turn to hand. I, I use uh, like uh, different things to create things to put on my waffles. I just forgot what the stuff is called. It's the cream cream cheese. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Cream. And cheese now for those our new listeners, you're listening to Waffle Talk. Waffle Talk. <laughs> We're really running. Where we go now. back and forth on our opinion on breakfast waffles. There's only exactly. one episode, and that's all there'll ever be. <laughs> Stick it's around for our pod set coming up next. Savage riffs. Savage riffs. <laughs> Well, I guess we should play at some point. We probably should. Yeah, Let's think about, about that. <laughs> so, uh, what are we doing today, Jason? We're traveling, right? Oh, yeah. You guys are about to start on a pretty epic journey, I think. You know, you got your trusty guide dog there to point the right direction or maybe read a map because he's definitely shown apt skill in that regard. <laughs> You're got a, a perfectly fine working system of highway and roads. Oh, no, wait, no. Those were wiped out in the tragic apocalypse 300 years ago. You know, it's east. Just head east. You'll be fine. Yeah, I've got a nice box full of cheese. Our other east. What could go wrong? Yeah. 
And I'm sure there's no bandits, roving maniacs, any kind of random encounters. I'm sure you guys will be fine. Yeah. I mean, all of this that game isn't like about guys. conflict and survival. It's just about, you know, easy slice of life delivering goods to towns. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure I'll be just as fine as I was last episode. Take that as you will. I think you were... F- I don't recall a chupacabra ripping your throat out. <laughs> or is that a few episodes ago? <laughs> it's so hard to tell. They blend together. <laughs> on the plus side, if we uh, all died on this trip, we wouldn't have to come up with a uh, name for the mercenary company. Oh, it's true. No. But if you survive, then you kind of... Well, there you go. I guess I'll have to pull any punches that may or may not happen. Uh just to force you guys to choose something. What? I've already said many times that Jason can't kill my character. He wouldn't do it. Just impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> going to use the journey rules for this so it's a way to kind of it's a little more detailed than just the typical travel rules to kind of represent some of the dangers of rifts earth here so what happens is travel time is broken up into six hours and you can travel pretty much 12 hours a day with minimal problems you could go past that if you need to travel times are fairly low like a little bit ridiculously low in my opinion so I've given you guys a little bit of extra distance that you can go because according to the book they say with the fact that there's no longer any roads and there's harsh terrain and the fact that vehicles can't run at their full speed all the time they say all terrain vehicles like yours should only be able to move 18 miles in 6 hours Holy which fuck. is barely faster right. than walking I'm going to give you a 25 <laughs> So theoretically, in a day, you could push 50 miles if you do the full 12 hours. Now, what happens is there's a couple of... There's going to be skill checks to be made every day. There's a couple of roles that have to be filled. And a couple... There's one role that has to go first. So somebody has to be the navigator. This is considered a critical action. So it is as it will be a survival check to guide people in the right direction. Success means you're... 
you're going in the right direction. A raise will actually give some of these subsequent roles and, and jobs a bonus. Failure, waste your time and you don't make any real progress. Crit fail, you get lost. So the navigator has to... Somebody has to be a navigator every day, and somebody has to go first before we do any of these other positions. The other required position is a lookout. This is somebody who's making a notice roll each day of travel to spot threats. So success on that, we treat the encounter cards as normal. With a raise, you cannot be ambushed by an encounter. They can still happen, but you won't be surprised. Um, If you fail... Everybody has to make checks or possibly pick up fatigue or even wounds. And a critical fail, same deal, but it's easier to fail. Alright. Another required role is for every vehicle, somebody has to make a pilot role. This is essentially just the vehicle fatigue rules. So the first six hours of travel, you make a role. If you fail, you get a minus one fatigue penalty to the vehicle into the next six hours. And, um... Depending on how much fatigue your vehicle builds up, you may have to spend time actually doing repairs, that kind of thing. Keep it up and running. The final role is an optional role of Scout. This person will make stealth checks to reconnoiter ahead. Success, we draw encounters as normal. For a raise, you actually would draw two cards for the encounters, and you guys get to choose which one we use. So, only spades are actually enemies. So that would give you a chance to avoid enemy encounters. If you fail, you draw two cards, but I get to pick. And if you critically fail, it's an encounter with some added kind of stuff. Sweet. So essentially, somebody has to work as a navigator, somebody has to work as a lookout, anybody driving a vehicle has to make a pilot roll. Anybody that wants to assume more than one of these roles will take penalties, uh, depending on what they're doing. So if you are navigator and lookout... You're a minus one or a minus two if you're also the pilot. So, a couple things. Because we decided that this, when we built Marl in the surrounding area, we said it's untamed wilderness, it has a horror factor of three. Which means journey rolls like this are minus three to all the rolls. Due to the harsh and rough nature of the terrain. Gotcha. So, assuming you guys don't push... And, and dangerously go past the 12 hours travel time and you don't fail any rolls, you should be able to get to Pine Box in just over two days. Now, obviously, if you fail navigation rolls or critically fail, that could set you back a lot farther. Due to the fact that you're going with a big supply train here, there's plenty of supplies. They have enough food to feed everybody for seven days. So you should hopefully have more than enough food to get there and back. Although, you could always resupply in Pine Box. Does my food count if it comes to emergency? I'm just lumping it in there. Total food, amongst everybody's food they brought, you guys have about seven days worth of food and water. Otherwise, the trailers of the Big Bertha Hover Truck are jam-packed with all sorts of consumer goods, raw materials, things that a small farming community that spends two years in a row out of phase with this reality would need and want so alright let's get her started here day one who is our navigator who's reading this crude map sticking their little furry head out the window getting a good scent getting a good look and see if the terrain matches who's keeping that sun pointing due east for as best they can you know that kind of sounds like me alright buddy before you roll yes 
Does anyone in the ATV want to assist him? Um, can they assist with a notice roll? Yes, because remember, the rolls don't have to be the same. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure for the journey that would thing. I think, um... Yes. I think Karis will uh, hang out with Charlie, and, uh, you know, he's doing all the sifting, and she'll, like, focus on looking around and then pointing out, hey, what do you think? Do you think that's going to be a problem, Charlie? Is that what we're looking for? That sort of thing. All right, go ahead and give me Karis's notice roll, if you would, please. Karis. It will be at minus three due to the horror factor, though. Okay. This is all still part of the journey roll. Well, uh, she did not assist. Her normal human eyes are not quite up to Charlie's snuff, so she doesn't point out anything he can't already see ahead of time. (laughs) Charlie, you have a survival check to make, sir. Here we go. Minus three. That is a failure. Yes, so that would be a failure. Would you like to spend a Benny to re-roll? I believe that I would. Would you like me to tell you what a failure penalty is, just so you're clear? Yes. So, for the navigator... Pull it back up here. A failed navigation roll means you would waste time traveling in circles or doubling back, which would mean for this day, you would make essentially no progress. Uh... So instead okay. of traveling 50 miles, you guys would probably go about 5. Because <laughs> yeah, right. you're just constantly going off path and getting lost. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll pay a Benny. Okay. Ooh, okay. Uh, that's that a 7 minus 3. Yeah, so that's a 4, four. so you succeed. So yeah, day 1, you're starting out. It's rough. Like, the map isn't detailed. It's not scaled well. The terrain, once you get within... A few dozen miles out of, or like a half a dozen miles out of Marl is starting to get rough. Like, it's hard to match it up with where you're supposed to be. Right now, you're kind of just, let's go east, and <laughs> let's hope we don't drift too much. <laughs> but you're keeping a good idea out. You think you're at least going in the right ballpark direction. So with a single success, you're heading in the right direction. There's no other extra benefit. So now we need our lookout. Oh, yeah. Which will be a notice roll, which your Glitter Girl armor gives a plus two in, I believe, due to its sensors. It do. Alright, let's hit this notice roll. Oh. There's a bad You got a one and a two, so that would definitely be a failure. You could spend a Benny to re-roll. But Benny! Or if you'd like, I could tell you what the... Well, Alright, so much better this time. And this is yes. not counting your plus two, right? Correct. So you're, you got an eight and an eleven... So with the yeah. plus three, that would be a 14, or with the minus three and the plus two, that would be a 10 on your wild die, which would be success and a raise. With a raise on the lookout roll, your party cannot be ambushed by a random encounter. So if an encounter happens, uh-huh. you will not be ambushed by it. You will know in advance so that it's there. And you'll have time to use that beautiful gun for yes. something other right. than disposing of our comrades. Alright, so the next step is so that your lookout and your navigation rolls are made. They're good for the whole day. But vehicles, however, you know, rips earth is rough. <clears throat> so it's gonna wear and tear on the gear here. So everybody piloting anything is gonna have to make a piloting roll here in just a moment. Just gonna pull up All right. a quick thing. Does Masuki need an additional penalty because they're both piloting and noticing yes 
I forgot about that. So she should have had a minus one. Still going to be success of the raise. But yeah, you are at minus one for piloting and noticing. Copy. So it's only a plus one. Yeah. For noticing, not piloting. So it's the roll is going to be whatever is you're using to drive that vehicle. So it's going to be drive for Justin in the Mountaineer. It's going to be piloting for you, Tess, in your power armor. A failure will put a minus one on all checks for that vehicle. And then uh, you'll, be, you'll be making two of these, one for every six hours. What are the total penalties to this roll? Just a minus three due to the horror factor. So it would be minus one for me and Tess. Because uh-huh. we both have the ace edge, which ignores two points of any penalties to boating, driving, or piloting rolls. Oh, that's nice. Tess does not have ace. She has power armor ace. Nah. Power armor jock. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. So I it's... thought you had ace. My bad. So Justin, then, yeah, you'd be jock. at minus one, right? So you are at an 11, which would be a success in a raise. Uh, that is not a thing. Oh, and you also rolled. Yeah. You also rolled boating. Yeah, that's. I I didn't. I didn't mean to roll that. I mean, I'm not, I'm okay. fine if you want to take it. But. No, because I'd rather you roll your driving yeah. unless it's the same skill. It is exactly the same, the same roll. Then we'll way. take your eleven. So yeah, you sweet good because the driving is not good. <laughs> so Tess, if you give me a piloting roll, um, it's going to be a total of minus four with the horror factor and the fact that you doubled up. Shit, yeah. What does the power armor jock give me a minus two? To negate. Normally, if you negate? don't have that edge, you're at minus two to everything you do in power armor. Gotcha. So it's basically like it's like That's training. It. Uh, your first roll, you got a ten on the wild die, so with the minus four, still a success. So you guys so, are first six hours, you're going solid. You don't, you're not pushing your power armor or your eight, your mountaineer over the specs. You're slowing down, taking just a nice calm pace. Make sure that engine doesn't redline. So first six hours go pretty smoothly. The next six hours, however, I'm going to need another check from both of you. <laughs> and this one's at a minus one, right? Or an additional minus no, it's one? No, it's, it's the same penalties because neither of you picked up any fatigue. So Okay, good. So it's the same exact roll, same exact penalty. So Tess is at a minus four, you're at a minus three, but you have a plus two from your, your edge. Oh, are we rolling piloting yeah. again? Yep. You don't okay. have to roll notice again, yeah. Tess, you killed it. You got a success of the raise again. Nice. Sweet. Because you rolled a 15 minus 4. Nice. I appreciate the fact that you guys recognize that I can only see my character sheet. I cannot see any rolls. And Justin, you said net you have a minus 1 to yours? Net, I have a minus 2. The total penalty is my... Oh, no. I have a... The total penalty for me is minus 3 right now, right? And then I ignore two yeah. points. So, so you have a, yeah, so you have a minus one net. Another so success yeah, and raise then. Yeah. So you guys both did great. Let's see how our drivers did in the Big Bertha, because you might have to work on repairing them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I will say that they will first let me roll to see if the co-pilot assists. Not with the horror factor penalty. And unfortunately, they're going to take a point of vehicle fatigue. So the Bertha's just not dealing with the terrain well in the first six hours. Yeah. Second six hours, this is at minus four now. Yeah. So as you're driving along, Max, you can kind of see just with your experience with vehicles, like look at it out the side of this thing. They're having a rough time. Like it's 
maybe it's not serviced as well as they thought. Maybe it's just the terrain, even though it's hovering. It's it's not putting up to spec. Like, yeah. You can definitely tell there's some problems with the fatigue on this. And just to let you know what happens when they fail. So it's fatigued. And then it's a minus one penalty per six hours of travel. Oh yeah, that, actually you were right, Justin. There was supposed to be a cumulative minus one penalty. I forgot about that. I think we still... I don't think you, you still our second rolls were still good enough. Yeah, Yeah, you guys succeeded with a raise, so you're fine. Cool. Success recovery. So by the end of this first day, barring any encounters we're going to pull for in a second... The hover truck is just in bad need of repair. Without a, a repair check to reduce some of that fatigue, if it fails again, it will be incapacitated until it's fixed. That's uh, no problem. What was the fella's name again? The two drivers are Gavin and Carl. The The gun-toning people are Barry and Janessa. Okay, I'm going to go up to uh, Gavin Rook. Carl. Yeah, we're... We'll get to that in just a second, because now it's time to pull our encounter card. Oh yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so, you did successfully look out tests, so there's no extra cards or anything like that, and this cannot be an ambush if it results in an actual enemy encounter. Pull the card now. It is a club, and it is a face card. So with these cards, it has to be a face card to trigger, so we are triggering this. A club is an obstacle. So, we'll say about eight hours into this journey, Charlie's got you at a good pace. The Big Bertha rig is definitely sputtering a little bit here. And Mags, as you're thinking about how the repair work you're going to have to do, already kind of gotten in your mind mm -hmm. what you think is wrong and how to fix it. You notice that the terrain starts gradually going uphill a little bit. And after a couple of minutes, you realize... It, it goes uphill and the grass and trees fade away to much more rocky, kind of compact earth. And you see there is a pretty large ravine that was not on your map. Alright. Obviously, and it's, come to a halt. It goes, if you look left and right, it goes for easily a mile or two in each direction, as far as you can see. And it's probably a good 150 feet across. And that's all you can tell without getting out and actually taking a look at it some more. Yeah. Come to a stop and go take a check. I can probably fly up and see if there's a spotable, easier way forward. Uh, that'd be a good idea, Charlie. Okay, so... In that case, I will cast fly three points. Um, pace of twelve isn't that fast. Kind of expensive. Uh, I'll do plus five to exalt it. Um, my flying pace will increase to 60 miles per hour or 120, for, or 120 with a raise. Sounds good. Nice. See that psionics roll. I'll re-roll. That's an 11. So, Charlie zips off like a hellhound. 
flying <laughs> high in the air, levitating yourself, going faster than you've probably gone in quite some time. Yeah. You pick a direction, north or south, and kind of head that way. Takes you about a good 15-20 minutes going as fast as you are. And finally, it looks like you see something. There's a part where the ravine has an outcropping of rock, almost like a natural bridge connecting the two. Mm-hmm. The problem is, it looks like about midway through, there is a gap. It's not a huge gap, but it's definitely something the vehicle would have to be carefully piloted over. And if it failed miserably, it's going to plummet down a good 30, 40 feet into this ravine. <laughs> oh. But, basically, with a good enough piloting slash driving roll, you should be able to get a vehicle across. Okay. I will. The other option is, I'll let you guys take 10 miles off your journey today to just slide out and go around. So it's up to you. You guys, or if Charlie gets... I don't think you can get a telekinetic strength high enough to actually move the vehicles, but if you can think of another uh... way you could possibly bypass this, I'm all for it. But the ones I've laid out are... We can subtract 10 miles from your journey to go around, or you can try to jump your vehicles across the gap. With exalted strength. You'd have to roll a a pretty hefty number of raises. Yeah. Like, legitimately, like, like, four raises, I think, just to... Holy shit. I think the normal gets me to... Um... Two hundred fifty pounds load limit, one thousand max weight, and then cars two tons. So it's these D12. aren't cars; these are big vehicles. Oh, buddy. trucks! One of okay. which is a giant truck. Probably not. <laughs> uh, the big Bertha. It's like five raises. Is uh. Four tons by itself. Which would you would need a strength score of D12 plus six. So, so I think sorry. you're up what? Sorry, that's wrong. 55 tons. Yeah, um, you can't do it. The, tr- the yeah. empty trailers that she's Which carrying. Are not empty. If they <laughs> were empty, empty, they would be worth, they would be four tons, plus they're not empty, so. Yeah. Yeah, so. You, you would need well over like a dozen raises to. <laughs> But yeah, so if you could think of some creative other kind of other solution, otherwise you could go your full 50 miles by successfully driving and getting over the gap, or you could just take 10 miles off your total today. To, and we to made it 40 around. miles, and we'll just have a, maybe a half day of driving on the, on the third day. Yeah, it's up to you guys. Well, I'll return, let everybody know okay. what I found. Masuki, what do you think? I think that uh, even if it costs us a little bit of extra time, taking the extra time to go around will probably be in our best interest. Only one of us has to fall off for this to go horribly wrong. That's true. And uh, they mentioned huge penalties if we damage any of the cargo before we deliver it. Sticky <laughs> <laughs> with that wallet, I like it. <laughs> no, we take the safe route. We go around. All right. You head north. After about an hour, you see that little outcropping that Charlie pointed out at his much faster fly speed. Over the radio, you hear 
uh, the voice that you've come to recognize is Gavin's. You sure you don't want to try and hop it? I mean, I'm pretty sure we can push this thing to it. And you know from the sound of that hover truck that you think one of the hover coils is getting ready to blow anyways. <laughs> Gavin, you have a difficulty enough handling that truck uh, as is. I'm going to have to take a look at it when we stop. Let's not push it, okay? We got all we got the rest of the trip to do something stupid. Okay. I mean, you get the sense he's a little offended because he thinks he can, he can take it, but... Hey... I do get that sense, and I'm totally okay with defending him because he's a moron who's about to blow his truck up. Fair. Alright, so right around the time dusk starts to settle in, you guys have set up camp. You've made fairly decent progress. Charlie, do you uh, add the, the ravine to the map? <laughs> uh, Yes, although I don't have thumbs. So you the still... drawing gets worse, probably. Well, the map is yeah. uh, is digital. Yeah. So uh, I, I any electronic device. Yeah, I know you're penalized, but you can do it. It takes you like forty minutes, but to make what would be about a two second job for somebody else. <laughs> but okay. damn it, you got that gap out there. Yes, I did. Thank you. Uh, Flint, <laughs> you're after you know people are preparing the meal, setting up tents. You're looking at the uh, your mountaineer. Everything looks good. Tires are still nice and full. Like no real rough spots. Engine's looking great. Uh, Tess, are you checking out your glitter boy, or do you want? Hell yeah. Kind of same deal. Like it's looking great. Even that knee servo that was blown out a, a week ago, holding up great. Everything's looking good. Yeah. Excellent. Clint will walk over to Masuki after he finishes the truck and just check on her. Yeah. Perfect. Everything's looking good. But the the big Bertha, not so much. <laughs> oh, how you going? You're gunning her too much in the lows, and you're not the, you're not taking those curves right. You haven't this you haven't driven outside of the city too much, have you? Kind of looks embarrassed. No, well, this thing is like trying to move like an elephant. It's just not responsive. At least I have to like figure out what I'm doing about a mile ahead. It's okay, boy. I, I I don't mean to. I don't mean to make you feel bad. It's a learning process. We all start somewhere. Eh? It's all right. You follow. You follow a mag here, and you learn a lot in this trip. Okay. Now, let me show you what's happening with your truck here. Pop the hood. You said you have a built-in toolkit with your arm, right? Yeah. And uh, okay. as, so yeah, uh, it, it'll take you about an hour. As he pulls his arm out, little like the the fingers and stuff seem to reconstruct themselves on a. Uh, almost molecular level now as opposed to tools popping out of them. Nice. And uh, But he didn't, he's just going to go, like, oh, see over here, you got these coils, this uh, this is what feeding your electricity and blah, blah, blah. And just, you know, starts giving the guy a basic tutorial both on what's why his truck's about to blow up and what he's doing to cause this. Okay. <laughs> uh, just, you know. So if you would, give money. me a repair roll. Okay, I'll roll right there. Uh, no penalties, because you have you have tools, and assuming you don't crit fail this, it, you should be able to at least, if you're good enough, get rid of all the fatigue. I, yeah, Kick. and I'm going to jack into the vehicle, I assume Big Bertha, it's a hover truck, right? Yep. So, and electric. Yeah. So yeah, I will so run the, diag the onboard diagnostics and stuff like that, use that to help me. Sounds good. Could I help by using a notice check? 
as he's explaining everything, Charlie gets really interested and keeps going. They're like, what's that? What's that? I, I, I'll yeah, allow I'm it, but I'm going to give you just a... Do you have any ranks in repair or anything like that? No. Sign. I'll let you do it, but I'm going to give you a minus one just because... Driving. <laughs> okay. Electronics. Just... <laughs> so 14, so 13. Nice. Uh, success with a raise, so... Flint gets plus two. So this roll is plus four, then. Well, that'll be uh, 12. There. Dear uh, story 13 teller. with your wild eye. Yeah, 13. Good Which ass. is a success with a raise. So yeah, you spend an hour. Two levels of fatigue, yeah. Reflush the coils. Yep. The truck is back to where it's looking. And Masuke and runs kinda, away. Yeah, I'll tell you, based on the terrain you've seen, <laughs> based on this guy's skill as a driver, you're fairly certain this is going to be happening every day. Uh, yeah. Because I'm actually going to less... put Clark back with them. Because he's got more experience driving off terrain, and just be like, "Hey, Clark is a kind of a, you know, he's a unique fellow, but he can give you some pointers if you just listen to him." What's Clark's driving skill? <laughs> it's D six. It's not any better than theirs, but it's narratively appropriate. I like it. Because yeah, between with this thing fully loaded, the handling of the vehicles minus one, so they're looking at base minus four. Yeah. On his D six, so. I just want him to be able to give him another chance for the support i'm not Absolutely. gonna I, I, i'm not trying to get him to take over their truck i feel like i, well, I, assume yeah, I didn't they know would... if he had a d8 or not because i knew one of your guys already had some yeah. driving i didn't realize he was that it was him that he, level yet he can't go any higher until he increases his agility or well i mean he could but it'd be a waste of yeah. skill points all right so next day morning comes y'all have breakfast charlie your navigator. Okay. Let's get it started. That's a critical failure. <laughs> oh damn it, Tony. <laughs> well, well. So far, this game in three sessions, there have been three critical fails. Uh-huh. Two of them were in this one, and they were yours. One of yeah. them was previously yours. This is why so, I love mage. <laughs> with a critical fail on the navigation roll. Uh huh. <laughs> The group will be heading in the wrong direction and become lost. Oh, God. <laughs> the navigator will have to make a successful survival roll at a minus two penalty to reorient the party at a subsequent date. Checked once per day of travel as usual. <laughs> Only if they realize they are lost. GM's okay. discretion. I will let you realize you are lost. So, today, you guys aren't making any progress towards where you need to go. However... Doesn't mean you might still not encounter stuff. So, Tess, let's get that lookout roll going. <laughs> so that would be, your, you rolled an 8, minus 1 would be a 7. So it's a success, but not a success with a raise. So perfect, yeah. you Just like yesterday, you're keeping a good eye out. Pinging, every now and then, the radar pings on your glitter girl, and you're, you, know, you call a halt, make sure everything's fine. Turns out it's just like a, a herd animal or something like that, or just a large outcropping of rocks. Alright, so let's get to our pilot check. So first six hours, no additional penalties. So you're just the normal minus three. So Tess, I'll need a piloting roll. Justin, I'll need a driving roll. So Tess, the highest you got was a four. So you'll be at a one, which will cause fatigue to your glitter girl unless you want to re-roll that with the Benny. So Justin, that would be a four, but you have a plus two for your interface, right? Or you ignore two points of penalty. I ignore two points of penalty, so it's a it's a total of a six right now. Which means you're good. Yeah. So yeah, you notice as the first six hours go by, 
you're starting to drop back further behind. Like, the top speed of your power armor is less than their vehicles, but they're not constantly driving full out, but you just notice something's wrong. Like, sensors diagnostics are showing up. It looks like, for whatever reason, power's only getting about 80% of the legs, and it's just causing problems. Alright, the next six hours, because it's the second fatigue check of the day, it's a minus one. Wait, wait, wait. Test your... The other guys didn't... didn't oh, that's right. Them. Let's go and roll them first. So go ahead and roll uh, Clark's support roll, if you would, for me. I will. And again, that's going to be at the minus three due to the horror factor. Yep. Land here is rough. No dice. Uh, no dice. Well, I mean, two Let's dice. They just they weren't high enough. <laughs> no support for the co-pilot. Let's see... Hey, that's a six. I get to re-roll it. So that's ten minus the four. So very good. Is, hey, it looks like Gavin took your words to heart, Mag. He's uh, driving yeah. a little less harsh. So the first six hours, the only person that's having trouble is, is uh, Masuki and her glitter boy. All right, so the next six hours, there's a cumulative just normal minus one plus the horror factor. So it's minus three. And then Tess, you will be minus four because you have that fatigue on your glitter boy. You rolled a nine. Minus four is a five. Is a success. You're fine. You don't Ew. damage it any further. You keep going. You're great. Mags, how's that uh, mountaineer doing? Uh, Clark uh, did not uh, support your, uh, your boys. We're doing and, Let's do that uh, then real quick. Hey, the second support might though. Look like it. So that's a success. Um, actually, not with a raise, though, unfortunately, because it's only a, a seven. But he still gets a plus two to his actual roll. But he rolled a one. So, yeah, this time. This vehicle down. Bert, the one. gets okay. one fatigue, though. It's not. Let's see a mountaineer there, buddy. Okay, mountaineer is going to come in here. Uh. Uh, so your total minus, minus two is a success. Yep, there you go. All right. So this day, like once you pass that ravine last night, or, or started in the morning, going around it, you're going along. Everything seems like it's great. You're moving into more heavily forested, kind of rolling hills now, less flat terrain, and that might be what's causing a little bit of problem. First six hours, uh, Gavin was doing a great job, doing everything you said, Flint. But maybe he's either getting tired or the terrain's just getting rougher. Well, you said they swap out too, right? Maybe Carl took over for the second half of the day, and that's why they didn't do so Yeah, it's not working quite as well. A test for you, Masuki, it's been a while since you've gone and actually operated in the armor this long. Maybe it's just... Maybe there was just a problem that existed and just hadn't made itself aware yet. You definitely might want to consider doing some maintenance tonight. Coffee. It's clear that the power systems are not fully supplying to the legs, and you're not getting able to get that locomotion you need. Oh, yeah. Encounter time. Because it was a successful lookout, we just do this normally. Flippy flip. It's a club, but it's not a face card. Nothing happens. No thing. So today, you go 50 miles <laughs> in the wrong direction. Are you going to roll deviation? No, you just... Or is it just add 50 miles to our trip, basically? Uh, 
Yeah, I'm gonna add 50. I'll, I'll tell you what. Roll a pers. Roll a d10 for me, Justin. Okay. Two. I hope low is good. <laughs> yes, because what I was gonna do is I was gonna basically take 50 plus whatever you roll as a percent. So you guys will go about, we'll say 70% of 50. So you go a pretty good ways off course. So yeah, you add 35 miles. <laughs> okay. So we made 50 on the first day. No, we made, made 40, 40 on the first day. The You've we essentially lost 35 the second day. <laughs> yeah. You have net total of five miles. <laughs> still have 95 to 115 miles to go. <laughs> okay. That's all right. We got a few days. We'll be all right. So you can do some maintenance that night. You still don't quite know you're lost yet. <laughs> yeah. Let's go do the maintenance. First thing, Mag's going to go check on a truck. He's going to uh, give uh, Gavin an attaboy, Gavin. Nice. Oh, yeah. You did pretty good there in the beginning. Train's changing up now, though. Let's go ahead and get this uh, big Berta running. Yeah, you go and jack in again, and yeah. oh yeah, you're perfect. So that's success in a raise, uh, so I can do that in half the time with the raise. Because I'm yeah, it takes you thirty minutes, no problem. Uh, Tess, are you gonna try to repair your glitter girl yourself, or do you want Mag to take a look at it? I mean, I'll try first while he's doing the big Bertha. But if I now, if you critically fail the repair roll, it suffers a a uh, technical difficulty. <laughs> and if actually, let me look at it real quick, cause you just to give you an idea. So, if you fail this fatigue roll, just in general, it's going to cost credits worth of spare parts to fix, which I'm assuming you guys have some, and you have parts that you're actually transporting. But those are goods meant for. Pine box. Right. So if you fail the repair roll, it's going to cost 1d4 times 250 credits worth of spare parts to fix. <laughs> a critical fail results as a roll on the technical difficulty table, which essentially is bigger penalties that require more work, time, and effort to repair. I mean, okay, fair enough. I'll just wait on mags. I actually only have electronics, not repair. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Why don't you put it that way? <laughs> okay. So Mag's checking out her... her I will yeah. assist them. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead... Now let you roll electronics if you want to. Try to assist them. Yeah. Nope. Run your diagnostics, Masuke. Okay. They're in Japanese. <laughs> it's hard to... It's like the... <laughs> oh, they look at that. They don't translate the same. What is that with your bonuses? With my... Or is that with the bonus? Uh, that you got a plus two for the jacking in, right? Yeah, it doesn't. Ha I don't have that one in. I didn't know if it applied. So that's to a sixteen. Not. Yeah, because it's yeah sixteen. Sixteen, which would be a success and three raises. Triple raise. Triple raise. Shut Adventure up. card time, buddy. So you are now holding three of three. Max oh, yeah. out. At this point, if you earn another one, you can choose to swap one out with whatever you pull. Let's see what this new one is. Hell yeah, finally one that is not fuck you in the ass. Oh, and here's a reach around. This one is, here comes the cavalry. Uh, help from some source, help arise from some source determined by the GM. So just straight up, when we need help, I can call it in. 
<laughs> so what you do oh, is nice. you play the reinforcements for the bad guys, draw another card, <laughs> use play this one, and just turn it into a goddamn war. Hell yeah. Straight up. But but more importantly, you also got a success with several raises. So again, real quick, you realize the problem. It's just a small blown like capacitor unit. Mm-hmm. It's a quick, easy fix. 30 minutes swaps it out. Full powers making its way to the legs again. Boom, boom, boom. And another night goes on. Morning of the third day. <laughs> you guys should be getting close to Pinebox, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> who, who, who is our navigator? <laughs> it's me. And Karis. So buddy, it's me. You, so, Will, you have to make a successful navigation check at an additional minus two. Oh, God. To reorient okay. yourself. Uh, it's a minus five. I want to use Karis to assist uh, the navigator. Go ahead. <laughs> she is going to uh she she noticed that Charlie's not feeling super great lately, especially after all the stuff that happened last time. So she's just gonna kinda come sit by him and just be like Hey Charlie. Uh hi, how you doing? Man, really appreciate all I'm this good. work you're doing. Yeah, it's this map's kinda hard. Like these squiggles, like I can't tell if they're rocks or trees, and that one looks like just a monster. Um. Uh, well, she can use either. I was gonna use persuasion to give him pep talk, but if you, she'll use common knowledge to explain <laughs> to you how maps work. <laughs> Those yeah. Did, are... did you guys just assume a dog would be good at, in the wilderness? Like, <laughs> as a matter of fact, <laughs> I remember With... certain dog volunteering over and over. <laughs> For this particular with the uh, with the horror factor penalty, that is not going to be quite enough to assist. Okay, no assist. Well, <laughs> All right, well, you're minus five to find the correct way to go. Otherwise, you're going to be traveling. All right, so. I'll burn a Benny because that that is a one. Oh. Me with one more Benny, that also fails, and I'll burn my last Benny. <laughs> So it's just a regular failure, though. It's not a crit fail. Yeah. So. Yes. So, day three, you guys just don't make progress. Gotcha. Ah, good. I, I'll say, though, that really quick, because you don't um, keep heading. You realize you are now lost. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, rather than, like, we'll say you realize you're lost halfway through. So you don't have to go the full 12 hours in the wrong direction if you don't want to. All right. Sweet. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, but Tess, go and give me a lookout roll, please. Oh, yeah. What do I notice today? Uh, with a minus three, but plus two, that's a success with a raise. So yeah. once again, keen eye, if something bad happening, it ain't going to be an ambush. Let's do our vehicles now for the first six hours today. I don't want to. No bonus. Uh, No bonus for her. And with the minus four. Yeah, Bertha's not doing well today. Okay. Justin or Tess, you're just at the minus three due to the horror factor. Already rolled. Uh, best you got then was a one, unless you want to reroll. <gasps> Benny, it is. Benny, it is? Hey, that's a a ten minus three is a seven, so you are fine. Mag, you are looking at a 
a two, I believe, because you have a net minus one. That was my ten. Oh, that was your ten? Never mind. <laughs> You're good. Tess, Glitter Girls, once again. God damn it. <laughs> Fine, have my last Benny and like it. There, there you, you go. go. Success with the raise. Jesus Christ. I can so. spot anything, but I may not be able to keep walking. <laughs> so you're going, we'll say you don't, even though you travel six hours, you don't get too far away. Um, like you're not digging yourself deeper in the woods before finally, Charlie, just you realize that you are completely lost. You have no idea where you're at. Uh-oh. And I'm assuming at that point you want to call a halt. <laughs> yeah. So, because you're stopping in the middle of the day, and, and your role with the minus five was you, at that point, trying to figure out where you were at, then mm-hmm. you just can't. Like, you're like, yeah. at least not today. No like, yeah. yeah, you spend a couple hours, like, looking. You've just wandered to a part of the map that's not very clear. Nothing on the terrain matches. What I will let you do if you'd like, if you want to do another Exalted Fly, I'll give you an ability to make a skill check to possibly support your... If you make a successful skill check, I will let you get rid of the minus two to reorient yourself. 100% I will do that. So go ahead and mark off the power points for the fly. Okay. Uh, It's a 14 psionics. So yeah, you get the 120 mile radius. What kind of roll would you like to make to try to... Uh, I think notice makes sense here. So I'm trying yeah, to like... It will be at minus three for the horror factor. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so that's a four on the wild die. Yeah. So yeah, you, you think, without going too far away from everybody, you think you see something like shiny off to like the, the northeast a little bit that might be a water. So maybe there's a river and you know there was a river on that map. Okay. So you, you have a decent idea of where you could maybe head out tomorrow. That took you a couple out, like an hour or two of flying around in a big circle. And you come back. Uh, cool. Justin, in that hour, did you want to try and remove fatigue off the Bertha? Yeah. Give me that repair roll. You're good. Yeah, it's just one level right now, right? So, yep, success. and you're not going any farther today. Okay. So yeah, day three. Wait, did the... No, Masuki's good. That's T- right. Yeah, she spent enough. I burned all my bennies to be okay. All right, Jason. <laughs> I, uh, uh, Karis has, uh, you know, told uh, Mag a bit about how Charlie was having trouble with the map, and uh, I want to support Charlie and Masuki. I'm willing to take the penalties to my own rules. Okay. Can Excellent. I do that? Because I'm only yeah. piloting, so I just wanted to use my other two. I don't know if it works like a round where you can do up to three things or whatever, you know. I'll I'll let you do it. All right. So I'm going to give uh, Charlie some pointers on the uh, map. Well, we're, we haven't got to that part yet. We are. It's still another day. Yeah. But it's still another encounter card. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Still the same day. Yeah. Thought you were saying next day. This is a face card. This is a spade. God that damn is an it. enemy encounter. Enemy encounter. But they can't ambush us. No. So that's good. Alright. And according to Jason, this is just going to be a chump battle. No problem, guys. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Tell you what, I have three encounters 
planned or, or statted out. So, Tess, you're going to be number one. Okay. Justin, you're number two. Will, you're number three. Each of you roll a d6. Wait, wait. Whoever gets the highest is the one we'll play. Okay. Well, so everyone will. Unless, unless there's a roll-off. Yeah, so far, it's encounter number three, unless Tess also rolls a six. Nope, encounter number three. Encounter number three, it's going to be. All right. And since we are very close to time, we'll just describe the setup here. So, Charlie, you thought you saw something glittering in the northeast, or the southeast, or whatever. So you come back, and you report in. Mags, you've kind of fixed things. Uh, Bert is running fine. You all decide that, okay... Let's at least get... We have some a couple hours of daylight left. Let's move in that direction. And this is not going to count towards your progress towards the thing. You're also not going to be moving in the wrong direction. So we'll stand with the today being zero progress. But as you kind of get driving for another hour or two, Tess, in the Glitter Girl, your radar... There is a large metallic object, and it looks like it's coming towards you. Right now, it's still a good ways off. As you look in the direction you're traveling and use your optical zoom on your glitter girl, you see what looks like a dust cloud coming on from the horizon. A few seconds later, you could make out horses. Well over a dozen of them. As it looks like armed cavalry are riding towards you. As the horses kind of scatter a little bit, you see the source of Charlie's glitter <laughs> is power armor. Or excuse me, it is a robot vehicle. Oh, shit. It's actually a, a Triax, I think it's like X500. Ouch. It's Can't. got two shoulder-mounted missile launchers and a swivel-mounted chest ion gun. Can't wait to radio this in. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm radioing Max. Hey. What is it, Miss Wookie? Uh, yeah, boss, we seem to have some, uh, <clears throat> some extras coming to the party. Does anybody want to <laughs> check their invitations? Why? Well, Mag's gonna type up the, uh, you know, pull up the communication on like broad range radio right here or broadband radio right now. Okay. Approaching vehicle from the where, which direction are they coming from? Uh, we'll say you're heading south, so they're coming from the south, heading north towards okay. you. Okay. Vehicles approaching from the south. Um, you seem to be on an intercept course with my convoy. Please state your intentions. Not gonna say over. <laughs> over my dead body. <laughs> <laughs> your dead body is exactly what we're gonna find if you don't surrender now. Leave your vehicles and start walking. Oi, fine. We'll power down and wait your arrival. Just promise not to hurt anyone. Masuki, 
And he switches over to the personal communication. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Light him up. <laughs> Excellent. All Somebody right. else wore their dancing shoes. Um, so I going to tell the uh, extras, the guys driving the trucks, to start backing up, or to, to stop. Okay. And then once she fires, once she starts firing, to start backing up and uh, retreating. And okay. we'll cover them. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to break into a little bit of a pseudo round because we're at such a distance that really the only players that can play are the robot and the glitter girl. Oh, yeah. So, so one I, girl show? Uh, pretty much. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up our initiative tracker. And Jeez. we're doing this with just two. I'm just going to actually manually draw cards here. Because Tess, you got to remember, you do have the quick edge, which means if you don't get a card that's if you get a five card that's better. five or less, you can choose to draw a new uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> now, if we're doing mass initiative, do you have a problem if I just give you two slots? Uh, no, I, or do you have a problem drawing it at the end? Because technically, it's supposed to happen when it goes off. So you could okay. theoretically get first dibs on a joker. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm fine doing it that way. It's just a little more work for initiative, but not so much more work that it's... Super it's whatever's going to make it easier on you because I'm just here for the boom gun. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there's pros and cons both ways. If you wait till everybody else drives a card, they thin the deck and you're more likely to get a joker. That's true. Alright, so Tess, you got a six of spades, so, so quick will not trigger. Right. Our... <laughs> you actually get to go first because it's reverse yeah. alphabetical order. Sweet. So you are currently trudging along. So now in order to fire your boom gun, you can't move in the same turn. And remember, right. it is an action to drop your pylons and rev up your your rocket thrusters there. Yes. Um. So is the convoy behind me or in front of me? Because that's uh, we'll assume concerned. they're where they're at on the map. So oh, convoys okay. because originally when you guys talked about your daily travel pattern, you were talking about each being off the side a little ways. Yeah. I put you a little closer just so we don't have, to have a ginormous map, but I have no problems with this. I just wanted to make sure that the convoy wouldn't be like a huge blocker for me. Nope. Uh, all right. Oh my god, I forgot how to move the map. <laughs> so Jason, since the rest of us aren't doing anything, could we support? Potentially. Okay. Depending on what her actions are going to be. Gotcha. Right, this is all happening in the span of like pretty much 15 seconds. So, Actually, I'm going to yeah. say no in this case. But the fact that you're all in different vehicles and it's happening, at least this mm-hmm. round is happening essentially instantaneously. So, Okay. Sweet. All right. Well, I'm going to move in front of the convoy and weigh anchor. Wait. Why are you not moving? I might have to... Maybe I just pulled it off the map. I have to probably give it permission again. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I was just confused. I was like, it's not doing anything. Yay! Alright, so you right. trudge along a few more yards. Stop. Yeah. Dropping the pylons. Anger. Oh, yeah. Okay. On your radar, the horses are still moving forward, but the mech stands still. Oh. This motherfucker. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. All right, next round. 
Tess, you got a two of spades. Would you like to redraw? Hell yeah. You have an ace of diamonds. Boom. Much <laughs> better, <laughs> Right? And they... I have to draw the card. They got a three of hearts. <laughs> All right, so it's your turn again. Just yeah. to bear in mind, you are at long range for your boom gun, so you're going to be at minus six. However, you get a plus two to hit because of the size difference between your vehicles, because this thing is large. How many actions are you going to take? Uh, and and what like are those actions going to be? I feel like I'm about to fire this fucking boom gun. Uh, I mean, are you firing once? No, I'm firing twice. twice. Because you're going to take two actions? Yep. So you will be at minus four to both because you're taking... Or excuse me, minus two to both because you're taking two actions. Right. So you're minus six for range. Minus two for multiple actions. So that's a minus eight in total. You get a plus two due to the size difference. So it'll put you back down to minus six. And because you have a sensor targeting suite in your glitter boy, that negates up to two other miscellaneous penalties. So you're going to be taking both shots out of minus four. Sold. Not bad. I mean, hello. Not bad. You got this, girl. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. <gasps> See that first shot. <laughs> here we go, shooting. Don't fail me now. Please. Please. <laughs> so that will be a nine with the minus four. So that would be a hit and a raise. Fucking yeah. right. Sucking <laughs> Alright, let me go over to the damage. I almost forgot that it was on a different damage sheet. <laughs> I did. I was like, I don't see the damage button. So that's only 21 damage. That is some lame ass shit. Yes. You can, AP you can... 24, though, so that's yes. pretty good. So, your AP pretty much shreds this entire thing's armor. However, um, it's got 22 points of armor, it's got a toughness of 40, so its remaining toughness is 18, so you actually, with that, you have 17 plus the 4, so you're 21. It is a, you equaled the toughness, but you have not gotten a raise. Correct. So you will potentially shake it. Vehicles cannot be shaken. However, uh, they can be forced to go out of control. Robot armor like this, however, does something a little different. Instead of going out of control, it risks falling over. (laughs) So it's going to, I believe, have to make a piloting check here to stay upright. I just want to confirm real fast, just to make sure I'm remembering it correctly. Yep, piloting checker falls out of... So the boom gun goes off and, like, rattles the windows of the truck that are very near to you. Like, the uh, the driver looks to his left and, like, the window, sh- like, spider webs a little bit due to the sonic boom that just went off, you know, 12 feet away from him. Alright, let's get a piloting check going here. Damn them. Fuck. Success of the rest. So, yeah, you, on your, like, with your enhanced vision, looking down at your scopes on your targeting reticle, you see the thing, like, get caught, like, Right near the shoulder as your round grazes it, sparks fly on armor, and it just spins a little bit, does like a complete 360, and it writes itself before. <laughs> but you had a second shot, did you not? I do. <laughs> oh my god. 
That will miss, obviously, because you have a minus four. You can always spend a Benny yeah, if you I'm like. Yeah, I'm a Benny. <laughs> it's, it's, if you like, sir. Ah, oh, that was a terrible idea. That will still miss. Yeah. You have two more Bennies. No, stop playing games. I have to okay. save it for other rounds. I'm done. <laughs> All right, so their turn. Masuki sees a light that she's never seen before on the inside of her glitter girl. And then you hear something you've also never heard before. <laughs> As the light just keeps beeping and, and some strange Japanese characters scroll down your HUD. So, what's happening is they are attempting a missile lock. <laughs> this is terrible, but I'm very happy. <laughs> because you are rooted in place, I'm going to give you a penalty to your piloting check. So I will roll theirs first as they roll electronics. The driver is going to attempt to assist the, the gunner, because he's not moving or doing anything here. So first his assist roll. He fails. He's not very good at helping people out. Cool. Now the main guy. He is going to have some penalties to this. Um, so let's see here. He's got a minus 8 for range. Minus 2 for size. Puts him at negative 10. He gets plus 2 for his targeting thing. Plus 2 for your not being able to move. Puts him at a negative 6. I'm going to burn a Benny. Damn! <laughs> so remember, he has minus 6 though. So that puts him at a 7. If you would please roll your piloting minus 2. Because remember, you're rooted to the ground with laser pylons. So you can kind of, right. best, basically, you could duck, <laughs> sort of like do a matrix dodge. But I'll still give you a chance. So piloting at minus 2. Are you spending a Benny? Yeah. Because yeah. if they. They, they have hit your number, so they will... Wow. They will lock. It won't be a total lock, but it would be a partial. I believe you have one Benny How left, so you, you might want to save that for Soak. It's up to you. I'm saving it. So yeah, that voice screams again. <laughs> and it seems to slow down. <laughs> Everyone out there paying attention to their sensor screen sees two puffs of smoke in the distance and the glint of light on metal as two rapidly approaching missiles come flying in. Oh shit, they're firing missiles. Everyone take evasive actions. Get that burnt out of there. So the good news, test is because it's missile locked, basically they can just fire up to half their, their rate of fire. So two medium-sized missiles are coming at you. You do get a chance to evade. However, because you are... Again, rooted to the floor, I'm going to penalize you. So it's going to be a piloting roll minus six for each missile. If you okay. succeed with a four or higher, missile misses. If you fail, missile hit. So let's see that first piloting roll. Yeah. Uh, so with a minus six, that's that's only a three. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to do it. Damn. Okay. So I'm uh, spending any Ben, you're just sitting it. I'm just sucking it up. Alright, so two missiles out. locked, two missiles gonna hit. Alright, let me get our first missile on here. I might have a separate GPS, because apparently it's not on the one I have. Hold up. 
Oh, it might be on the move. Yeah, I'm done. I'm a dumb dumb. Man, he's just the guy with too many character sheets. Alright, so these missiles are AP 24. So I'm pretty sure they reduce your your full toughness from armor. Uh, yep. Uh, armor is 24. So what is your toughness without that armor? Because the first missile... Well, it should have some embedded toughness for the Glitter Girl as well. Mm, hold on. Oh god, it's switching back to character sheets. Alright, so... It's 8 toughness for the arm for your Glitter Boy, plus your normal toughness. Okay, so cool. it would be 2 plus half your Vigor die type. Uh, which is a D10. So you have 7 plus 8, you should be at 15 if I'm not mistaken. Alright, so that will be a hit with it looks like two raises, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So you have two wounds incoming, unless you'd like to spend a Benny to try to soak. Sure. So go ahead and give me a bigger roll. Oh, not a soak, but gotcha. Well, I mean, it's, that's what it is, so it's... It's the same thing, yeah. Oh. My bad! <laughs> So yeah, unfortunately, at three is not enough. So you take two wounds as a missile hits pretty much dead on. You feel like, you know, your teeth grit. Something rips into your skin. I mean, if you weren't in the most powerful power armor known to man, you'd be a, a smoking crater. Mm-hmm. Downside is, there is a second missile. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ah, so it's pretty much the same deal. This It'd still be another two wounds. Okay. You can only ever take three wounds. So, and you have no more bennies left, right? Correct. Alright, so you are incapacitated. Because this would be your fourth wound, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. So yeah, missile explosion again. And you are just knocked flat on your ass. Unconscious. Aye. That's not good. It's yeah, not great. It's even more terrible because I forgot I had a card in my hand. Uh, would you like to? What is your card? Would you like to use it, or is this uh, something that would have been? It would have been. Much? Yeah, it would have changed things too much. It would have been back when I shot. Ah, okay. Just want to make sure this is our first actual incapacitation. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and give me a vigor roll, if you would, please. Now remember, you are minus three due to the wounds. But you had a negative one. So that puts you, due to the setting rule here, you do have to roll on the death and defeat table here. You're not dead. But let's see if I can find that table. I thought I had it on the GM screen here. That's cool. Yeah, because of the blood and gore. Or death and defeat. So yeah, if your vigor roll is one or less, or if it's a critical fail, uh, you roll on the death and defeat table. So if I die, can I pass my card on to somebody else? You might remember that it's there. <laughs> yes, if you go ahead and roll on a d20 for me, Tess. Oh. Man, I thought I was done rolling. My bad. What'd you get? Nine. I should say, 
before I tell you what the nine does, you have an option. Uh -huh. Now, you don't necessarily die by rolling on the death and defeat table. It's not great, but you don't necessarily die. Uh -huh. You could also choose, if you'd like, to go out with a blaze of glory. Oh, no. Which would negate all this damage, give you two extra bennies, but you die during this session. So you can guarantee that you will survive, for at least for this combat, and possibly take some shit out, or you can abide by what you just rolled on the death and defeat table. Your call before I tell you what the nine does. Bear in mind, to, to actually die, like flat out die instantly, you have to roll pretty low on that d20. It's None of the, the options are good, but right. flat instant death, you have to roll somewhat low. But it's your call. Uh, let's see who's behind door number one. What kind of so, maiming will I get from the death and defeat table? Alright, so with a nine, you are in a coma. We will roll for a permanent injury, <gasps> so you somehow survived. You're in a deep coma, you're going to be out for 1d8 days minimum. After that, you'll make a vigor roll each day to wake up, applying any wound penalties. You wake up to a hard recovery. So roll 2d6 for me to see what your permanent injury is. Okay. Oh, I'm not even a little offended. Nine. Nine. And if you would, roll a d6 for me. Five. So, basically, when that last missile caught your Glitter Girl dead in the center, like, the damage the first one did was enough to weaken the armor for this one to shrapnel blow through and hit you. So you caught a, a hit to the guts, and with a five, you are busted up. So your strength will be permanently reduced by a die type down to a minimum of a d4. <laughs> Sorry. And you are going to be unconscious for if you'd roll a d8. Mm -hmm. Five. Five days. But you're not in danger of bleeding out or anything like that. And they've already got a place to put my glitter girl armor. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Mags, buddy, you just saw two missile trails and then a massive explosion of fire and like rocked the windows of your mountaineer. And then you see your glitter girl take a knee. Ouch. And it's got a big smoking hole in the center of it. Masuki. I will now be with the sudden demise of Tess. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have essentially four rounds before they get within combat map where they're at. So gotcha. I, either of you test, you can do whatever you'd like. You have, I'll say you have five rounds. Gonna look to Flint. Captain, may I fucking murder them all, please? Hi, Charlie. Can you get inside that power armor or that robot? Yes, I can't. We have to protect the cargo, too. That's important to remember. They're civilians in there. They're not... They're not prepared for a battle like this. And you see okay. the uh, the the hover car, like the convoy truck here, yeah. instantly hang a hard left as the big ass crater of missile fire erupts in front of it, and it's starting yep. to pull a Yui. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I, I told him to retreat already. Yeah. So. Okay, we're gonna have to position this. Uh, we gotta have to check on Miss Suki, see if she's all right. Looks like she can't move right now. Okay. Um. Let me just do one thing first. So, it. Jason, I don't see 
uh, a range on the illusion. It seems like I can put it anywhere. You don't have has... range, sorry. But no spell has ranges that high. Okay. Yeah, so it's, you don't, and the range is smarts. It says so right on the power. Oh, shoot. That's the downside of magic, my friend. Yeah, it is all short, short range. range. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. And they are They're... still about a mile away. Okay. So I should not pay attention to the uh, uh, map we have in terms of no, range. I, just sort of a... In no, five four, rounds. Yeah, four or five rounds, he said. Then okay. the map will be correct. Okay. Uh, yeah, in that case, I'm going to head straight over to Masuki. Uh, so remember, you still have to do your action. So I'm assuming, well, Flint is going to stop the car. <laughs> unless you yeah. want to do a, a duck and roll as you come out. I mean, we, the, as far as I know, we all stopped. Yeah. Way back. When, uh, you know, when, when Masuki stopped. Because that's what we told the guy we would do. Yeah. We were tending to, sh to shut down and, and wait to be killed like good boys. <laughs> so it's gonna take you an action to get out. Okay, uh, I'm gonna head straight over to the glitter girl. Um, well, th let's let's talk here. What do you need to do? So you need to get out. So that's one action. What else are you trying to do this round? Okay, can Flint get me into the glitter girl? I, I have to do that on my turn. Right. You okay. can cast abilities on her as if she's like glitter girl is essentially armor. Yeah, you can use your psionic abilities on her without taking her out of the armor. Perfect. Okay. In that case, um, I will cast healing on her. That's a really smart move, Charlie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I forgot that you could do that. That is thanks to our new, our most recent advance. Remember, yes. you're minus two to it, though, due to you're killing that cat. <laughs> I know but I am terrified and scared. And, and you're I also going to ha have to use the crippling injuries modifier because she is incapacitated. Fuck. I like all my power points. Yep. Actually, I don't think you can. Cause, well, let's say the crippling injuries is... I can heal a permanent crippling injury. That would be able to heal her. preparation. That would heal no, her I, strength I... damage. I'm trying to see if you can actually get her conscious again. Yeah, because I don't yeah. really care about the strength damage. I just want to wake up. Uh, I'll something. let you just... If you can heal all three of her wounds, she'll be... Con well, actually, if you heal even one wound, she should be conscious again. Okay, that's my goal. Uh, okay. So it'll just be three power points. All right, so move yourself within the range where you'd like to be. And then... Blow the power points. And, and roll better than me. Yeah, that's Sonic's roll, minus two. Last time you tried this, you gave a cat an aneurysm. I did. Um, but, you know, I've been working on touching other people's minds. I've realized, you know, everyone has, like, their own different personal whatever going on. And I just, I love Suki. We don't know each other very well. But I just... <laughs> but you do love her. <laughs> but I do love her. I'm going to re-roll that, because that's horrible. Yeah, you get your Holy shit! <laughs> uh, that would be a six, which would heal a wound. Sweet. But... It's up to you if you want to spend a penny to try for something higher. But you also risk the critical fail. So I think I'm just going to take this right now. Yeah, I was about to say, take the W, sir. All right, Tess, mark off a single wound. <laughs> and I As will. your eyes flutter open to some smoke filling the, like, the heads-up display mask of your, your glitter girl, there's all sorts of like flashing danger warnings and like schematics showing mostly red at the center of your your like body and then you feel like the 
horrible gut-wrenching pain that's just going throughout your whole body and there's definitely a lot of bleeding and you're pretty sure there's a jagged piece of your armor inside you but you are not dead and you are conscious yay Flint you have a turn this round as well oh that's great (laughs) uh I want to <laughs> jam the missiles, and uh, that's probably it. There's nothing else I can do until they get closer if I want to be aggressive, and I don't want to do anything. I don't want to withdraw until the glitter girl is, looks like she has the withdrawal. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I just I want to jam the missiles. So basically, you're uh, going on hold to attempt to interfere with any kind of missiles that come flying at you guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to use my radio and sensors and stuff like that to. Uh, okay. All right, you are on hold. So what we're yep. gonna do is since that was round one. At this point, I am gonna actually give you guys cards just in case you get that Joker. Perfect. So I'm gonna throw you on this initiative tracker. Just I'm just gonna put the turn is for the the mountaineer there. Tess, you got a five of spades. You want to keep uh, it or, or I pull it? I want to re-roll it. Yeah, I want to pull a different one. Sorry, I don't know why I said re-roll. It's habit. It's fine. Ten of clubs. Sold. Charlie, eight of spades. And then Flint, king of diamonds. Hell yeah. You're a king amongst men, Missile Jammer. Yay! Four more rounds before things get close. Flint, I'm assuming you're just going to maintain your on hold? Yeah, I'm just, yeah I'll, I'll go on hold until the, the, the... Is the robot doing anything? Uh, no, because it hasn't checked its sensors again. Okay. It realized that the Glitter Girl hasn't moved, so it thinks that she's still dead. Yeah, that's All what right. I was assuming. And I plan to stay that way. It, it has started moving ends. forward with its allies. It's like, oh, we got her. Yay. Sweet. Right, well, in that case, I, I would rather support her uh, shooting role. Sweet. Just in case she shoots again. Uh, how are you intending to do that? Uh, I, well, that's a... Masuki. Yeah. That is a Triax X500. They've got servos in their legs that sometimes go a little hinky. Try aiming for the joint between a body and a leg. Mm-hmm. So, I can do electronics, repair, whatever you want to do. I could see repair or common knowledge with what you said. Your choice. Well, I will obviously choose repair. Okay. Can I support as well? Not until it's your turn. Okay. I'm using my action to support. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. Don't fail me now. That's a success with a raise. Not fail. Yeah. yeah, I rolled a seven plus five, so. Oh, you have a plus 12. five. You have a twelve plus five. <laughs> well, no, it's a set. I rolled a seven plus five. It's a twelve. Oh, the five's already on there. Okay. Yeah. Which is still like a success with a raise. So, Tess, you will get a plus two on Masuki's shooting roll. Awesome. Speaking of, it's your turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, that blast did basically knock you on your ass so you have to stand back up which yeah, i think just takes a little bit of your movement so it won't actually talk, cost an action you okay. will have to re-engage your uh, stabilizers because the ground you were in is about a foot shorter than it was a minute ago now that makes perfect sense how close are we, is this thing it's still in your long range like it hasn't gotten appreciably okay. closer 
That's all I was asking, because I was like, man, if this bitch gets within 400, we're going to change the game, because the missiles have a rate of fire of 4. Yeah. Uh, I will say standing up won't count as movement, per se, so you can stand up, pylon, and still fire. Yeah. But however, that's if you do that, that's two actions, so that'll be at a minus two uh, to the shooting roll. Unless you want to take a second shot, then you'd be minus four. Up to you. Uh, I'm just going to take one shot. Okay. So you stand up. Feel the back of your suit vibrate as you activate the turbine to counterbalance what is going to be another sonic boom. Which you do realize your your doggy friend is definitely in ground zero for that sonic boom. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Just just check it. (laughs) I mean, you could just move this round and then... Lock in and shoot next round. Um, it's up to you. Yeah, I don't want to hurt the doggy friend for sure, so I'm gonna have to uh, move. Remember, it's a large well. burst template, so to give you an idea of how far you have to get away from That's him. It's a 12 yard diameter, so you need to be six yards away from. Him. Okay, that's not terrible. Uh, let me look and see how much movement you have, because getting up, like I believe, takes some. Um... I'm just excited to get to play my card this time. And I'm an imbecile, because I didn't play this card the first time, but I forgot about it. So feel free to mock me when it happens. Uh, Standing is a free action, but reduces your total pace for the turn by two. So you're two squares less than normal. So you can stand up as a free action. You can move as a free action. Um, You can set your stabilizer, but since you'll move, you won't be able to shoot this turn. That's just because of the way the Glitter Boy works. Right. Okay. So you can move anywhere, but you're minus two pace. Ah, you're all... Also, your wound penalty subtract as well, so you're technically gotcha. minus four. Okay. You can always run. Oh, that's true. I can't shoot this round anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to run forward then, because yeah, that's the only way I'm going to get oh, far enough away from Charlie to not accidentally do something fucked up. Yeah. Deafen the poor little guy. <laughs> Thanks Charlie for saving my life. Turn. Boom! Yeah, he'll have a chance to act before you shoot anyway, so he can yeah. move whatever... That's true. Whatever I'm you just saying, make. Charlie just saved my life. There's no way I'm just yeah. gonna blow this boom gun with him. Yeah, there. you're definitely, definitely out of the way. <laughs> if I play the betrayed card, will you turn around and shoot Charlie instead? Uh, no. Just, Let me tell you okay. what, though. <laughs> so the card I have in my hand is payback. Uh, hey, well that's even better because now you actually need some payback. Right, your damage causing car causing attacks are made at a plus two against him for the duration of the scene. I was like, man, I forgot about this fucking card. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Perfect. <laughs> All right, so the glitter girl pulls herself up, sparks and smoke trailing out of her armor, and she runs forward. And you all hear the whine of her jet engine and a flash from near her feet as the laser tip pylons shoot into the ground. Tess, you are anchored. All right, Charlie. Okay, so the I'd like girl to... girl is charging forward. Cool. I'd like to make a support action for Masuki for when she fires next. Um, All right. How are you intending to support her? Uh, I'm going to use Cyanex. I'd like to say that I'm currently in her head, keeping her conscious. She's supposed to be in a coma right now, um, but I'm circumventing her neural pathways to <laughs> support her, just being conscious. Oh, that w- That's like fantastic. Cool. Uh, can I re-roll this just like normal psionics? Uh, I'm gonna say no. 
Okay. But you did that's get a, a 10, though. 10 on my wild die. So that's a success with a raise, so that'll be a plus one. Uh, and then I'd like to move back to the car that Mag's in. Okay. Uh, if you want to get in... Well, you already yes. declared your action, so you can't get in this turn. Okay, that's fine. But you can get behind. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so unfortunately... The way support works is it's removed at the end of the recipient's turn, so the plus two that Mag would have given you is, is gone because you went. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Charlie's right. is there. Okay, that's nice. Alright, so that's round two of five before they get to the edge of the map. Your glitter girl is alive, angry, and anchored. Mm. Tess, I drew a four. Do you want to keep it? Or... Nope, I do, do not. You want to fish for that joker? I do. We got Never a queen. Time. Close. Getting close. Charlie. Jack of Spades. And Flint. Jack of Diamonds. That's hilarious. So Tess, you are up first. You have a right. plus one to your shooting roll due to Charlie's little mental nudge. You could always delay if you want to give them both an opportunity to help you out of the shot. That's or... exactly what's about to happen, because I don't know what they're going to do, but I do know that if I go at the end of the round, it won't matter. Now, if you delay, you will lose that plus one Charlie gave you. He'd have to do it again. That's fair. Okay. That's fine. I can do that. Speaking of, since the glitter girl is delaying, it's your turn, Charlie. Okay, so I'll do the same thing. I'm trying to keep her conscious, aware, focused. Okay. Uh, that's a success. So that's a plus one. Does the raise do anything? Oh, you got an 11. Yeah, sorry. So that's a plus two. I was looking at the shiny green oh. seven. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So she'll get a plus two. You're like one hand on the doorknob, like just reaching out to her. You're getting ready to hear the pain as the sonic boom's going to go off relatively yeah. close. I'll like push my head to the side of the car to, to like close one ear. <laughs> Like, try and keep a paw over the other one. <laughs> Mr. Magnesium Flint. It is your go. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to support that shooting roll again. Um, Ooh. Alright, this time I rolled an 11 plus 5 for a 16. Oh, oh, now it's moving. You can see it's got a hink. I told you about them servos. Watch every third step. It pauses for a second. Take your shot right in. Alright, Masuki, you hear Mag calling out to now or never. So let's figure out our penalties here. You're at minus six for range. Mm -hmm. You have a plus four from your support from your allies. That puts you down to a minus two. And I'm using payback. Does that give you a plus two? It does. It puts you at a, a net zero, and then you have two wounds, so you're at minus two for the wounds. Alright. But then you have a plus two for your system targeting thing, so that puts you back at a zero. So it's just That's a normal just shooting roll. Are you taking... How many shots are you taking? Two. Alright, so it'll be at minus two to each of them. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. You're at plus two. It's a large target. Oh, yes! Before you, before you pull that trigger, I would like to point out that I do believe a 16 is a triple raise. <laughs> it is. Oh, it is. So, let me draw this next card here and see if you like it, Justin. It is peace. Play to improve the initial attitude of an individual or group one level using the reaction <laughs> tables. Do you want I'll that card? It. Yeah. Which card are you getting rid of? I dropped Betrayed. Okay. 
I don't like being betrayed. I don't want to force it to happen with a card. Right? It would make me, it would make me cry. All right, Tess, you got a plus two to your, your shooting rolls. You got two oh shots. Really? Really? Well, remember, you only need a four. So you the six, two, six, oh, okay. the six hits and then the five hits. So Yay. you got two hits. So let's roll that damage for the first one. I don't think it made me less sad looking at these rolls. <laughs> yeah, but with two boom gun hits. At now, the almost a good to do some damage. maximum. Rate. There we go. There it is. So 38 damage. <laughs> Yeah, you ignore you really 24 badly. points of AP, <laughs> or of armor, so that gets rid of all of its armor, leaving it with a scant 18 toughness, which means you have 20 points over its toughness. Five races. Which would be five wounds. Um, nothing can ever take more than four, so you inflict four wounds, <laughs> which is enough to disable this robot. <laughs> and... Because it took wounds, it's also going to get a wonderful little critical hit. So this potentially could negate your wounds here, which is why we have to roll the critical hit. Because yeah. one of the critical hit rolls is, it's just a scratch. So if you would do <laughs> the honor of rolling 2d6, please. Seven. Seven is a chassis hit. So the vehicle suffers wounds in the body with no special effects. Kagoom! And you all see a very big orange fireball on the horizon. Nice. And it falls to the ground, smoking yeah. in a much bigger ruin than yours was. Although, technically, I believe it is still up. But it won't matter since her <laughs> second shot second hit. shot, yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's a large creature. It's a large vehicle, so yeah. it should have four wounds before it's... Uh... Yeah, this, but this last one will definitely do it. So roll that last yeah. damage here. Well, potentially it could... So yeah, same deal. that's 100%. Yeah. If you roll 2d6 again, please. And I will. Hold on, I gotta... Because again, the crit could negate it. <laughs> Don't roll weapon systems. Six? Again, that's chassis. So now, okay. yes. Kaboom! <laughs> <laughs> the, the massive explosion, sparks of metal in the air, as this thing is blown to the living shit. And uh, for those paying attention to their sensors... You notice that the men on horseback immediately scatter yeah. <laughs> and break ranks, running in all directions. <laughs> I like how the card says this is for my father. Tess, if you would roll 3d6 for me, please. Nine. Let's see here. Their toughness is... Five. Yep, they're dead. Excellent. Basically, if you're in a vehicle that is incapacitated, you potentially take up to 3d6 <laughs> damage, and that was enough to hit their damage threshold with a raise. So the two, the pilot and his co-pilot, are very much dead. Excellent. Job well done. Make That's sure my boom girl. Make sure you mark off that boom gun ammo. Yeah, that's what I was doing earlier when you were like, roll 2d6, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna subtract these shots first, and I will. Good job! You survived. Okay, I, Charlie's gonna try and struggle into the car, kind of over Flint, and he's trying to get to the radio. Um, he's not entirely sure how it works, but he like pushes a button, 
and goes, Now how about you all freeze and put all your belongings on the ground, and we, maybe we'll decide if we do something horrible to you. That's the way to tell them, Charlie. Good job. Maggie just doesn't have the heart to tell them that they're all dead and they can't hear them. Well, no, those men on the horseback probably have radios. But what I he doesn't know. know is he, he didn't flip the channel over from when it, you were talking to Masuki. So, Masuki, you hear Charlie's little yippee voice <laughs> saying exactly what he just said. Because <laughs> you were not broadcasting in the clear. <laughs> you were last giving Masuki advice. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, this was at the nearing the end of your travel day. Uh, do you want to try to salvage anything from the wreck? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to get to Mizuki now and just heal her up as much as I can. Okay. Um, you can make another healing check. Spend the points. Okay. Yeah. So we'll do. You're still right within now. that golden hour, so. Yeah. That's uh, success of the raids, which I believe removes two wounds. It does. Masuki, you're no longer wounded. However, your crippling injury does remain until Charlie decides to drop the 20 power points to try to heal that. Nah, yeah, it's not it, worth it. I'll just keep it. That will take me an hour, but I'm definitely down to do that. Sweet. And I'm definitely down to keep this crippling wound forever, because as it presently stands, it's a huge scar in my center mass. It's a reminder of... <laughs> Why did it I actually always listen to Mags when he says where to shoot something? Did it actually you, was your strength already at D four or was, did you actually oh wait. go down? I don't know. Nope, it's already at D four. So yeah, it's not even it's not even really penalizing you. So <laughs> <laughs> that's even funnier. I only laughed the first time because I was like, strength is the one that I cared about the least when I made this character. Yeah, but only so we'll because say... I didn't plan to get out of the armor. With some work between Charlie's telekinesis and um, Masuki's glitter girl, there's and some careful tetrising of the goods inside the trucks. You can manage to store the Triax robot, well, what's left of it, in the back. I'm assuming you remove the dead bodies. <laughs> there's a river handy, so you could probably rinse out the inside as well. Sweet action. <laughs> it's definitely salvageable. However, it is something you would require, at minimum, a workshop to fix. It's too far okay. gone to fix with field repairs. That's fine, but at least we know we have a place to carry it. And Tess, the damage to your Glitter Girl is largely just narrative. You're not any... It's not a vehicle, it doesn't take its own wounds. It's just cosmetic. It's Oh, sweet. Thank you, God. You can, you can assume with some basic just upkeep, you can kind of... It's not going to look pretty, but it still functions just like normal. That's all I care about. It doesn't have yeah, to be Unless pretty. you happen to critically fail roll and technical difficulty strikes, it's treated just like regular body armor. Sweet. Alright, so you make camp. I don't know if you're going to make it here if you keep going a few hours. Re regardless of the fact this was still day three and you failed your navigation roll for this journey. <laughs> And so you did not make any progress. So you are still about a hundred plus miles away uh, from Pine Box, where you're trying to go. Well, we almost made it today, so not in the oh, least. One of us. <laughs> one of us. Whatever. We moved the, like a good twenty-five. I feet. meant, 
The, a literal pine box, but yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> touche, salesman. Touche. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, Masuki. If you die, I'll I'll pilot the little girl and send you off right. That's all I can ask. I don't know that you can, Max. Your your unusual physiology. I don't know if you have unusual physiology or not. I'll pull the gun off with my better hands and pick it up. <laughs> I don't care what. Whatever I gotta do, she'll go home. The right. <laughs> you have to keep this in mind, Jason. After the whole incident from day one with Charlie, I already don't believe what Maz is saying, but I'm also completely willing to accept it to make myself feel better. Because <laughs> evidently Charlie, not Charlie, Jesus Christ, Mags will say anything. It's already proven. <laughs> so you guys do anything special that night. Your, your convoy people were like amazed, like they were very scared when the glitter girl went down, but then when it got back up... <laughs> they saw what it could do with a direct hit. Uh, I'm definitely going to check on Masuki and offer to see if I can completely reverse everything. Because this power's never worked before, so I'm <laughs> I'm I'm a little scared that the thing that happened to the little cat might happen later. Um, I don't know if Masuki really knows what I did, so I'm just kind of... Hey. <laughs> yeah, you healed me. I was... How's your head? Okay. Do you... I went into your head and then I convinced you it didn't happen. Uh, I think you can do that for, like, all this you got going on. That looks bad. Um, I hope you feel okay. Your head's not a bad place to be in. It's nice. It's pretty clean. Um... <laughs> The whole time, Masuki's just squinting and unsquinting her eyes, trying to take <laughs> in what you're saying. Yeah. Like, there's some nice stuff in there. Um, I can I can dust it off a little bit. Maybe, maybe it won't hurt so bad anymore. If you dust it off anything like you dusted it off in combat, feel free to dust it off anytime you want. Okay. That sounded like a proposition to me. <laughs> it absolutely was. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'm super down to deal the permanent crippling injury. Alright, it's 20 power points. Yep. Oh wait, I just... Do I have enough? I don't right now. Never it, mind. It only Damn takes it. you, remember an hour later you could... Okay. You okay. get five, back, five per hour or whatever? I, actually, I think All it right. gets more because he's got rapid recharge. I got oh, yeah. ten. Oh, yeah. it's ten an hour. I believe it doesn't matter about the golden hour. If I'm successful, you'll be exhausted for the next 24 hours. I'm not sure if you want to do that, though. I was going to make her exhausted anyways due to the fact that you brought her out of a coma, which right? okay. may or may not have been rules correct, but I liked it, so. Okay. Yeah, we'll go ahead. I also like that you didn't maim me like the cat. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't mention that part. Uh, so that's an eight. <laughs> Yep, that's a success with a raise. So, nice. so yeah, I, I think I kind of go into your head a little bit and rewrite some of the events that happened. Convince the mind you were never in a coma. You could just sort of feel me uh, supporting you inside uh, when combat was going on, preventing damage, and the body forgets. And you just happen to telekinetically pull that piece of metal that's inside her out to 
Just for good measure. Thank God. Yeah, I'll so, I'll hide that. <laughs> she doesn't need to see that. That's horrible. So Tess, exhausted is you will be a minus two to everything you do. Copy. Until, until you get some rest. Or until the 24 hours pass. Right on. All right. Unless there's anything anybody wants to do in particular that night, I'm assuming you set a watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll set a watch and, uh, you know, but nothing specific. Gotcha. <laughs> Not it. Wake me if you need me. <laughs> All right, next day, you're, this will be day four. You have no idea where you're at. <laughs> so we will continue on with our journey. Yes. So navigator, buddy. <laughs> All right, let's, let's try it. I will let people assist you now, I think. Ooh, okay, Yay. I will support you. I will also support you because I saw something up ahead that looked like one of the... Uh markers you were talking about i don't know if you saw it or not but that uh, tree over there i'm pretty sure you were talking about it at some point is that being the direction we should actually be going just remember oh, if okay. you support him then you'll be at minus two on your own roll because you're, it's an extra action <laughs> right but if we don't ever get I actually yeah. and Tess, you're already minus two for being exhausted uh... so you will be your notice roll will be particularly low but you have a good notice and i do and not get, making the navigation roll is worse than not making the notice roll. Right, exactly. That's all I've learned at this point. True. All right, Tess, that sounded like either common knowledge, survival, or survival to me. Unless you had something different in mind. Uh, I could maybe see notice. Yeah, I think we might be going with notice. Sorry. All right, so maybe you're minus see, two but... just due to your fatigue. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite game to play. So Mag sets the map up oh. on a bigger screen and uh, has it, uh, he's going to program some simple paw-friendly control buttons. Okay. The test gives a plus one, Mag gives a plus two. With an ace in the wild die, that's a success and a raise. Yeah, it yep. is. All right, Will, so you'll get plus three to your little roll there. Thank you. So that negates the penalty, right? Yes. Cool. Wild die seven. Oof. Oh my god! Success! Yay, buddy! <laughs> you'll, you'll make you'll make progress today. Progress. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I like that. Hey, you can tell dad jokes. Some people do it all the time. <laughs> all right, Tess. So it's, you point out the right tree, and now that Charlie has a map, he can actually use. You <laughs> get you guys going in the right direction. It hurts. Like the your glitter girl still has some stuff to shake and loose. It's not fitting quite the way it did. You're tired. Let's get that notice roll out of the way. I'm gonna link my sensors in with hers to nope. support her. Oh, thank okay. God. Because <laughs> I was already like, well, that's a one. That's a success and a raise. Nope. So, nope. That is not a uh, success and raise. It is a success though. So I'm nice. at a minus four. All right. So uh, Tess, you get a plus one. You get plus two for the Glitter Boy's sensors. So that puts you at a six. You're minus two from fatigue and minus Correct. three for the horror factor of the land itself. So that will be a failure. Yes. But it's not a critical failure. So as a failure on the notice roll for the journey, uh, each member of the group must make an agility check or suffer a level of fatigue from bumps and bruises. Oh, God. Or vehicle fatigue for those driving vehicles. <laughs> Yay! In an area of horror factor minus two or minus three, a wound is suffered instead. Oof. So thankfully, Tess, you got a nine in that wild die, so you're good with the seven. 
Only the dice are on my side for one thing. Charlie, you succeed. Mag, looks like you failed, my friend. Mag yeah, takes I'm a spend wound. a Benny. Okay. And that's a success. All right. So, so yeah, uh, Masuki fails to notice a section of uh, the ground as you're like kind of approaching more of like ravine territory. Uh, you're getting kind of too close, and some of the area gives away. You almost lose the mountaineer as it like one of the wheels goes off the edge. And Mag, you like almost crack your head hard on the glass, but you manage to catch yourself. Ah, sorry, gentlemen. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's the price we pay to, you know, make progress for once. Yep. <laughs> Look, Just we have to make progress. Okay, we have to. <laughs> it's All right. fucking five. Yeah, it is. All right, so now we do our every six-hour pilot checks for those in vehicles. Mm-hmm. So remember, you're minus three due to the horror factor, and test you'll be at an additional minus <coughs> two. No, no, I don't. I don't think it's gonna matter. She quickly Ooh, failed. this would be a critical <laughs> failure. That's good to know. And Mag, you're at minus a little bit more because you've been assisting folks, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm minus seven total. Uh, I'm gonna re-roll that with a Benny again. Okay. That's much better. Got an ace. Uh, nope, sorry, I rolled the wrong thing. I rolled repair. <laughs> I rolled a d12. It's a uh, piloting, so it's a d6. Uh, not piloting. Oh, I never, I never rolled the right thing to begin with. Sweet. It's supposed to be awesome, driving so. <laughs> for you. Oh, here we go. Driving. Uh, but that is still a failure. Because, yeah, you're at a seven with your Elan. And... Uh... Remember, failure just makes the vehicle take a level of fatigue. Yeah, I'll just let it go. All right, so no the, the Mountaineer has some fatigue. Tess, if you would roll 2d6 for me. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite new game for the day. Six. Oh, chassis. No, this is not a crit. This is um, technical difficulties because you critical failed while using oh, a piece of technology. Right. Yep, yep. So what happens is, since you were journeying and, and you've been pushing it, and you just you're too tired. You're not paying attention. Maybe the alarm systems were damaged and the missile hit. Uh, but something's not right. That maybe it's that knee that you had replaced earlier. So we're gonna go ahead and take the. Failure on. So it's a severe failure. So what this is going to be is just you're going to be at minus four on piloting checks. <laughs> okay. And this one is some time consuming and requires parts to fix. Now remember, there is you could make room and store your glitter girl in one of the trucks and just ride along with everybody else. Right. Is there still room, even though we're carrying the other mech? Maybe. Well, you might have to get creative here. But let's see how our big Bertha does. With its first of all, they're gonna attempt to. The co-pilot will attempt to assist. Nope. Regular old driving roll minus four. Yep. So we have two vehicles with fatigue. Both the Bertha and the Mountaineer. So that's the first six hours. Do you want to take a quick break and at least try to affect any kind of repairs here, Flint? Yeah. 
Definitely. We'll stop for at least an hour. Okay. Um, they only got uh, one level of fatigue, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, and so it is our an hour of work first. and repair roll. Our repairs first. Mm, I got uh, an eight. You technically crit failed. You rolled one on both your wild die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what that means on a attempt to repair, I was just okay. actually looking at it. Technical you cannot. Huh? Well, it's not. This doesn't do a technical difficulty. A, a critical failure. Oh, yeah. Failure means they can't recover. Yep. We're technical difficulties. Roll D6. Two D6. Or, excuse me. One D6 for me. You don't want this, whatever it is. <laughs> and Tessa. Um, I, I, you rolled two d six, didn't you, or did you roll too high? I rolled yeah, two. Yeah, so we'll take take the lower of what you rolled. It was a one, so you're only at minus two uh, uh, to piloting checks. Sweet. And just if you roll, you rolled a four. Yeah, it's gonna be the middle one. Yeah. Yep. So the Bertha has a serious problem. We'll take minus two to handling. Tess, you just have a glitch for the Glitter Boy. Everybody loves a glitch. Yeah, it's just minus one. It's actually just minus one to piloting, Tess. See, I'm mad. You could blame yourself. You could blame the environment. Maybe it caught a little bit of that wash from that missile hit that went off so close. But, yeah. It's... You're poking around in there. It's... It's shot pretty bad. Yeah. So you guys can... You have options. You can stop traveling for the day and only make half the distance. So you can have time to do repairs. Or you can push forward another six hours with pretty much every one of your vehicles having some kind of penalty to travel. It's up to you guys. I say we... I don't know. I think we should probably go ahead... And take advantage of the uh, successful navigation to make... As much progress as possible? Yeah. Because I'd rather waste a whole day fixing the vehicles and not have to risk the failed navigation roll than waste half a day where we know we're going in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. Assuming everybody agrees with you. Alright, so Justin, if you give me a piloting roll, this time an extra minus one due to the fatigue. So that's minus five, I believe, altogether. Uh, it should be a success either way. Yeah, so you, you succeed, so no further damage to the Mountaineer. Test if I can get that piloting roll with a minus two for your fatigue, one for the glitch, and then three for horror factors, you are at minus five as well. Put you down to a two, which is another a failure. So you now have a point of vehicle fatigue. So yeah, you're just pushing the system hard. And then let's go for these ding-dongs. Actually get a support roll-off, but it's not going to matter much. Because that would be a five minus six. Yeah. So you push onward. Getting as far as you can go. 
in day four, you're 40 miles closer to your destination. <laughs> but your vehicles are in a world of shit. If the Bertha fails another fatigue roll, it will shut down. <laughs> yeah, the Glitter Girl has a glitch, and it's mildly fatigued. The Mountaineer is mildly fatigued. Yeah, I'll uh, spend the night, when we stop for the night, to start uh, doing all the uh, repairs. We'll start with Bertha. Alright, go ahead and give me that repair check. Okay, that's a triple raise, so we're good there. Ah, and you get to draw another card. Looks like... It is Epiphany. Something you never understood before suddenly clicks. You gain a d6 in any skill you choose for the remainder of this game session. So whatever cards you don't want... I will keep that and get rid of reinforcements. I was never too fond of that one anyway. We have now successfully replaced the two, the first two cards that I drew, which were both bad cards, in my opinion. It was like, here, make your life worse. Oh, but, you know, here's a pity prize for you. Alright, so you fix the Mountaineer. What is next? You have a, a Bertha. No, the Ber- that was the Bertha. I started with the Bertha. Okay, so that actually gets rid of its fatigue. However... It doesn't get rid of its technical difficulties. Uh, Actually, and also, in order to repair the fatigue, because you did technically fail on that other one, how much spare parts do you have? Like, how much credit value? Uh, With me? Yep, with me. Because you have to actually expend spare parts worth... Let me figure out how many credits here. I I don't know how many I've got with me. That sounds like a GM call. (laughs) Well, you said you bought spare parts, right? How many did... How many did you bring uh, before I tell you how much this costs? I mean, I I don't think I would have brought them with me. I bought spare parts and used them. I needed okay. them to repair but you the, actually uh, cannot repair the Bertha because part. it requires spare parts. In this case, uh, 250 credits worth. Yeah, but it's got multiple levels, right? Or do, do I need that for all of it? That's to get rid of the fatigue. Because okay, well, in that case, that, I, that's not I will even salvage the, it. Do you have is an it, edge that allows you to do that? No. Then unfortunately, I'm going to salvage have. it from the robot. I'm not making up, like, I'm not pulling it from the ether. We have that robot, right? Give me a repair check at minus eight. Okay. Well, I will re roll that, I guess. There we go. Uh, so 15 total minus eight, seven. So. I'll let you get enough for the 250 to get rid of the fatigue off the Bertha. But but that's it. Everything else. There's nothing salvageable that will work on the, the vehicle you're working on. They're too dissimilar. Yeah, I understand. That's uh, now, enough to get rid of that. Yeah, you can get rid of the fatigue. The, the technical difficulties, though, that one, you definitely don't have enough money or parts. Because that's a minus two. And parts equal to 20% of the item's cost. <laughs> yeah. So the, the minus two is going to stay. Okay, All right. That's fine. Which vehicle and are you doing next? The Glitter Girl. And are you you're, you're going to repair the fatigue first or the glitch? 
The glitch doesn't require parts, so and it just takes you a d6 times five minutes. So don't. Yeah, we'll do the we'll do the glitch first. Then. All right, you are an additional minus one because a glitch is a minus one. Okay. All right. I rolled uh, seven plus five minus one gives me an eleven. Glitch is gone. It still has some fatigue though. Oh, I should be adding two more to that. That'd be seven plus six. It's a thirteen. Uh, yeah. I'll jack into the glitter girl as I work on the vehicle fatigue. Run its diagnostics. So I rolled a four plus yeah, you're... seven. And did do I still have a minus one? No, because no, the glitch is... is gone. Yeah, the glitch is gone. So that is an eleven. All right, glitter girl is Successful. fully operational. One more, and success and raise means I do it at half the time then. Which is good. That way Matt can get some sleep tonight, because this is so far was going to take several hours. You still yeah. have one vehicle left to repair. One vehicle left. And this final one will be on the Mountaineer. Uh, so, a 12. Yeah. Success, two raises. So it is clear. No problem. So yeah, you spend several hours after you, as you make camp that evening, just going to town on these vehicles. The general wear and tear you've got fixed. You fixed that problem in the Glitter Girl. Looks like it was related to that missile hit. Looks like it should be fine with the repairs you're able to enact here. But the Bertha Hover truck is just... It basically needs a, a completely new engine. Like, it needs a full overhaul. So, you, what is your driving skill? Mine? Mm-hmm. It's a D6. Okay, so it would be the same as theirs. It is up to you if you'd rather try to drive the Bertha, because you at least would get a wild die. Yeah, well, and, and mine's a D6 plus 2 if I can check into their vehicle. Which you could. Because yeah, that might, about that too. you might want to think about doing that to compensate, but because they are now at a minus six, <laughs> minus three for the horror factor of the land, minus two for the the technical difficulty, and then minus one for the handling as well. Ouch! Oh yeah, I forgot to be adding that handling modifier since yeah. we looked that up. So Flint spends most of his evening. <laughs> Well into the wee hours. Getting everything up and operational. Alright, so day four, aside from keeping Mac or Mag very busy, uh, you make progress. It seems you're starting to see some of those familiar landmarks on the map, thinking you're in a good spot. You still have three days worth of food before you have to start worrying about going a little hungry. The Bertha truck, however, is not looking good. Like it's Mag, in your opinion, there's just it's you're gonna have to be doing repairs on this thing, nonstop, and and it's just gonna be in a way that like you you'll never be able to push it in an emergency. Um, yeah, uh, I am going to go ahead and uh, attempt to talk them into letting me pilot the truck. At this stage, seeing what's been going on and seeing how what you're doing every night, they they don't put up any kind of fight. Do you yeah. need one of them to? drive the mountaineer or do you want them just to serve as like an extra guard uh, i'd rather just hitch the mountaineer up we're only carrying two trailers right now and if i believe i believe that the berth is rated for three so i'd like to just that will drop the handling by another one because every every trailer essentially drops it down by one well well let me see well we'll, we'll give them a shot in the apc there's uh-huh. two of them so it works out all right, so day starting of the morning of day five, anybody who wants to assist Charlie can. However, you will be at a minus one to your other rolls 
throughout the day. Can so we your, get your Karis? piloting rolls and your uh, actually, if you're going to be piloting, you'll be at minus two to your other rolls. And if you're just if you're not like so, Mag basically since all you do is pilot, you'll just be at a minus one. Test, you'll be at a minus two because you have another actual thing you have to fulfill. Copy that. Okay. So who is going to who is assisting Charlie? Remember, you can always assign. You, you have your NPCs. They could try to assist him, and they don't actually have any roles they have to do, so. Yeah. We could do that. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, I will... Uh, I'm gonna, still going to assist Charlie, though. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll go ahead and roll notice for Karis well, and Clark. Okay. Hey. So it's a success. So, Karis. plus one. Nothing from Clark. So you'll get at least a plus one from that. And then Mag is assisting, I believe you said. How you assist in Magnesium? Um, I have uh, pulled up the uh, sensors and tuned them to uh, the stuff since we've already been on this path for a couple days. I'm going to tune the sensors to uh, pick out the specific problems we ran into before. Okay, so you're kind of like building a terrain map and yeah, making sure you can spot like rock formations well in advance. You don't have to waste hours going around. Sounds good. I can see electronics for that. Uh, well, <laughs> I uh, aced on my D8 and aced again on my D8, and then I rolled a one. So total, it is a twenty-two because the sensors are in the truck. And you I can only give a plus two, but you definitely did that. All right, so right now we have a plus three. Tess, is um, Masuki going to try to assist him as well, or are you going to just devote your actions today to keep a watch and, and pilot in that power armor? I'm going to most assuredly try to help him find the way. Right. How is Masuki assisting him? Uh... Any skill you can justify. Intimidate the poor little guy. Give him a, a hearty hug. Threaten <laughs> to shoot him. Or I can just <laughs> point out things to him. You could. <laughs> try to let you know that the world is your oyster. Any skill you can justify. Yeah, we're going to have to try and go. Is that mountain skill. blocking your way? Allow me to shoot it down. Exactly. Thanks, I see Judy. that we're going in that direction. Do you need me to do anything for you? I'll go ahead. I'll tell you whether or not uh, the, what you said that we should be seeing is what we see on the other side of that pass. Okay. Uh, okay. Sounds like you're rolling notice then. Remember, you get a plus two for the Glitter Boy sensors, so that's actually Thank a seven. God. So, that's a success. So, Will, Charlie will have the full plus four bonus. Yay, thank you so much, everybody. Well, so, with the minus three, you have a, essentially a net plus one to your so survival. Success with a raise. Rolled Look at nice. you. Nice. Rolling sevens. I, I, what do we even do with a raise? I've completely forgotten. Uh, so with a raise, everybody else's lookout and piloting and scouting roles get a plus one bonus. Yeah. Yay. Yay. So you basically gave, you gave us back the penalty that we get acquired for helping you. That's funny. All right, Tess. So Charlie's got you on the right path. No, no small part thanks to Masuki. But now it's your job once again to play lookout. You're feeling a lot better today. You don't hurt as much. The Glitter Girls... Work at about 99% efficiency thanks to Mag. So, 
you'll require a notice roll. You're going to be plus one for the critical success there on the uh, navigation roll. You're minus three for the horror factor. And then you are minus two because you have to look out, assist, and drive. So it looks like you are minus four from what I'm seeing here. Uh, but then your glitter girl does give you a plus two. So you're only minus two altogether. So that'd be a success as with a five. Nice. So yeah, you keep wait. an eye out. You said wait. It's a seven. So you got a seven on her nose die. Oh, you're, uh, you're minus two, that's right. Yeah, it's minus two net. Because it's minus two for her multiple actions, essentially. Minus three for the horror factor. But plus three for the sensors and the uh, critical success. So yeah, you keep a good eye out. Nobody's in any danger this time. Any kind of things that even look a little bit dicey, you catch way in advance. And you're good to go. Which brings us to our first six-hour piloting rolls. Alright. So well into the first day, once again, making good time. The map is starting to look a little more accurate. You think you're probably getting closer to this pine box town. But let's see how our vehicles are holding up. Who would like to go first? Do we want to resolve the NPCs in the Mountaineer? Yeah, let's let them go first. So, so the Mountaineer has a plus one handling? Yes, it does. So that's a plus one. Plus one for Charlie's excellent navigation is a total of plus two. Excellent. Minus three for horror factor. That's so it's a minus one on the drive roll. Let's see if they make it. Make sure they they help each other out. Well, no, there's only one of them in there. The other one's in there to help you out. Oh, okay. Well, that works. Mountaineer is going to take a little fatigue. They're treating my truck wrong. I don't like it. It's just the terrain is rough. Bouncy. Shocks are definitely getting their money's worth. Are we going to resolve the Bertha? May as well. Let's go ahead and do it. So the Bertha has a minus one handling. It's got a minus two for its technical difficulty, which puts it at negative three. The horror factor has another minus three, so we're at minus six. However, you get your plus one for Charlie's excellent navigation. Brings it down to a negative five. Your co-pilot, your other townie, is going to attempt to assist your driving rolls, Mag. And that's a ace on the D6. Ace and six. That's a success with a raise, so you're going to get plus two. So it looks like we're at minus three altogether. Uh, That's before you... I'm assuming you're jacking in as well. Yes. So you would be at minus one to your roll altogether. Okay. And I did not succeed. I'm going to have to spend my last Benny to re-roll that. I can't have that. I can't have that on my record. There we go. Ace on the driving roll. So it's a 10 minus 1, 9. It's a success and a raise. All right. So, yeah, you show them how to handle that big rig, and you're you're looking good. No damage on the Bertha, despite the massive difficulty of getting this thing up and going. Like, more than once, you think about how much fun it would be just to drop these two cargo containers and actually drive normally. (laughs) All right, Tess, so it looks like everybody's doing fairly good. How's the Glitter Girl doing as she trudges along, running out? So you are at minus three for Horror Factor, plus one for Charlie's Exceptional Roll. So that puts you at minus two, so that would be a success. 
Yeah, glitter, glitter girls hold them just fine. Thank God. Alright, so the first six hours go by pretty smoothly. I'm assuming you're stopping for a little lunch. Mag, do you want to spend your hour trying to tighten up the Mountaineer? Yep, definitely. Can't let my APC get fucked up by these newbies. Okay. Okay, uh, I rolled a 10 on uh, Ace on my wild die, for, so the total is a 13. Yeah, no problem. Oh, actually a 15, so yeah. yeah. Tighten up some bolts, you know, check the air, the tires, you're good to go. No additional damage. Fatigue is gone. Alright. Latter half of the day. Now, there is a flat minus one, just for the fact that these things have been on the road for six hours. Yep. Shall we, same order, do the Mountaineer first? Yeah. Alright. Fortunately, with that... Because it's minus four with the horror factor and the fatigue or the just journey penalty, plus one, so it's minus three. So they're gonna fail on that roll. So they're back to some fatigue. But hey, it's to be expected. It's just not easy going out here in the middle of nowhere. Birth of time. Let's see if your co-pilot can handle herself. Just nope, <laughs> no bonus nope. this time, buddy. So you're at minus. Three for handling and damage to the vehicle. Minus three for the horror factor. And then minus one because the thing's been on the road for six hours. So it's minus seven. Plus two for being jacked in. And I keep forgetting that because I'm an ace, I negate two of those penalties. So So that would be a minus three then. Minus three total. Uh, Does the plus one from the navigate roll? Yes, so you're minus two. Two. Okay. Damn. Just some fatigue. Still a it's fail. not the end of the world. Yeah. Alright, Tess, if I can get a piloting roll from you at minus four. Woo! Yeah, so that's definitely a a triple raise there. Actually it's is it? That so drops it down to a fifteen. Just shy of a triple raise, unfortunately. So close. So close. Uh, but, so close. but hey, you are the only one to end all 12 hours of this journey today without the single bit of wear and tear on your vehicle. Nice. So once again, you move forward, adding another 40 miles. You're fairly confident that if you can keep on this pace, you should be in Pine Box... Probably by mid-afternoon tomorrow. Yay. As you're setting up camp, though, let's go ahead and pull our encounter card, shall we? It is a face card, so we have an encounter. It is a jack of hearts, which means... This is for day five for tomorrow? Yeah, this is for day five. So you set up camp. You're busting out the sleeping bags, getting like the little cooking stove ready to go. Your town folk are... Uh, Benny and Janessa just kind of doing a quick half a mile radius circle so they can still like see the camp with binoculars. Just make sure there's nothing out here. And over your radios, back at base camp. Hey, uh, I, th- 
I think we found something. You hear Benny's voice. Okay. I'm, uh, about five minutes north. You see, like, a quick little, like, flash of a light. They're on foot, right? Yeah, they're on foot. And it's, like, right right now it's about dusk, so it's maybe dim lighting. Someone want to go check that out while I keep working on this, uh, truck here? I can go. Okay. Uh, Okay. Okay. I will howl. <laughs> See, I'm gonna trot off. Okay. In that direction. Alright, so just walking. Takes about five minutes. And then you see, like, behind some bushes, you see, um, Barry lay down, looking down to, like, the, the scope of his laser rifle. Get down! What are you doing? You stand out in the open, you're gonna give us away! Okay, sorry. What do you see? About 200 yards south. Tell me what you see. I'll take a look. Uh, do you have any kind of like telescopic vision or anything like that? I'll try and use his. He's not letting let me. you. No, he's looking. He's not going to let you push your head in between his and his rifle. Uh, so if you make a notice roll, it'll be minus six for the range. Do you have low light vision or any kind of ability to I see do. in the dark? I so do, yeah. you'll have no vision penalties for the dusk then. It's just a minus six notice roll. Okay. Uh, so that's a I six. A plus, I have a plus two as well, so it's an eight actually. It's a six success of the race. Yeah. So yeah, your canine eyes adjust perfectly to the dark. You squint a little bit, and it looks like there is an a, well a weathered-looking human male, and it looks like he's slinking very slowly like he pauses frequently then moves a few feet always making sure he's behind some kind of brush or cover you do catch the glimpse of metal at his side and strung along his back that you think are weapons okay and he is heading towards the direction of the trucks in your camp I said okay. he's a couple hundred yards so alright uh well, you should probably tell Flint someone's trying to sneak up on us. So you have radios. <laughs> oh, I do? Okay. I'm assuming, or you can borrow. Or actually, yeah, I don't know. You don't have radio, do you? <laughs> I don't, know. <laughs> so, uh... uh... Flint, your radio crackles. Hey. Charlie says it looks like somebody's trying to sneak up on us. I... Okay. I'll give him a direction. Uh... Alright. Uh, is Masuki in the suit right now? I am. I absolutely am. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, and then he just tells her, um, they say there's someone sneaking up. Stay alert. But, uh, you're not exactly stealthy, so I'm going to go sneak over there and check it out. And then he does that. Takes you a few minutes to get, you see Charlie and, um, Barry crouched behind some bushes. Okay. I can go say hi. So what's this guy look like again? Um, you really... Well, do you have a, any kind of scope or binoculars or anything like that? Mm, no, I don't. I don't. So either Charlie can give you the description I gave, or you could try to make a notice roll at a minus seven. 
I'll just describe him. Like, yeah. I'll kind of try and point him out. I don't know if you can see him. But... So what does this guy look like again? <laughs> kind of an old guy. Uh, looks like he's loaded down with weapons and he's moving in such a way that he's trying to keep uh, any view from the camp obs obstructed to him. Yeah. So. Okay. Which is why, Charlie, when you look again, even though it's been about five or six minutes since it took Flint to get here, the guy's only maybe made it about another 50 or 60 feet. Like, he's really going slow. You're not quite yeah. sure if he's noticed you and Barry or not, but he hasn't changed his pattern yet. Let me borrow that scope, boy. Uh, sure, sir. Kind of hand you the rifle. Alright, and I'm gonna scope it down, see if I can recognize this guy or get anything about him. Looks like a pretty tall, fit human male, dressed in, like, kind of drab olive green. Doesn't look like a uniform, per se. Uh, no armor, but he's got some kind of rifle on his back. It's too obscured by his body to make out if it's, like, a, a laser weapon or a traditional um, old-style rifle. Looks like at his mm -hmm. waist, he has a pretty decent-sized, like, kukri. And you think you see, like, bandages and blood, like, on his temple as he's very carefully moving forward. Uh, trying to take advantage of terrain and cover at a slow pace. Do I see any cyber? Not from this distance. And he's okay. wearing like long sleeves and pants, so uh, yeah, and bandages. So could be stuff underneath there. We don't know. Just checking. Uh, is there like a common knowledge thing I can get? Maybe figure, see if I can recognize where this guy might be from. Uh, sure, I'll say at a minus two, just because you're kind of out in the middle of nowhere that you're super familiar with. Okay, common knowledge, D8, straight roll. I rolled a three and a two. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, he's a human. I got nothing. At least he, 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 he outwardly presents as human. <laughs> and, but it does look obvious that he's like heading toward us yes. stealthily. I mean, you realize that you're... The terrain here has a lot of, like, low bro like low brush and bushes and the occasional tree, but it's also fairly open aside from that, so the size of your vehicles, you can imagine while there's still some daylight left, they're pretty visible from a good distance. Yeah. Not to mention the noise they made, you know, all the way up to when you stopped. And he's about 200 yards away from us? Yes. So he's within range of weapons fire now at this point. Yes. He is about um, 100 squares. Alright. Uh, I'm going to hand the... Uh... Now, he none of his weapons are drawn. He is... Yeah. I'm going to hand the uh, weapon back to Barry. And uh, just kind of point at my my eyes with two fingers and then point at that guy keep an eye on him don't fire yet and I will draw my uh, Wilkes laser pistol and not going uh, with the Naruni plasma pistol <laughs> no I can't use that fucking thing it's too goddamn heavy <laughs> you only incinerate a man if you hit him with it <laughs> uh, I'm going to start sneaking in a little closer and as I do I'm going to say Charlie uh, why don't you go say hi? Okay. See what he has to say about himself. I'll right. cover you. 
So yeah, uh, I will cast Fly. As I get closer to him, I'll put a barrier up. Okay, and, so uh, first I'll of all, Flint, give me a stealth check, please. Stealth check! This will be opposed Flint. by his notice. Uh, so he's just gonna slowly roll, like, you know, not even crawling, but he's just gonna, you know, do the combat crouch where he stays low and walks forward with his pistols drawn. Alright, so you are... I rolled a four, by the way. And are you sitting with the four? You do know he will have an equal penalty to his notice check due to the distance. Yes, uh, well, uh, let me tell you a good joke, Jason. One time, three people walked in a bar. One guy spent all his pennies and said, uh, I can't re-roll that stealth check. Gotcha. So... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you're sneaky. Charlie, you start zipping out. You throw up a magical barrier, so you're shimmering with a little bit of telekinetic force. You see the guy immediately start and just reach behind his back to get his gun drawn. Okay, uh, he does that. You stop! You stop right there! Do you need help? What the hell are you? Uh, I'm a corgi. What do you want? Says the flying creature. This glowing. What did he say? What do you Jason? want? Well, you seem to be coming up on our camp and you look hurt, so I'm wondering if you need help. I don't I've got some you... food. I, I bought some gonna... brie and some sausages. I don't know you're not some kind of demon. Or one of those... Those people that wrecked my, my group. You can tell he's breathing pretty heavy. And as you get closer, uh, Will, you realize he is pretty injured. And part of the reason yeah. he was walking so slow is there, he is favoring his left leg, which looks like there's blood staining the uh, pants. Okay. Well, would a demon offer you sausages? I don't know. But I ain't stupid enough to find out. Okay. Would you like me to heal your injuries? I could do that. You alone? No. You see him immediately look like a little bit more wary, checking left and right. I'm telling you that to try and establish trust. I didn't mean to make you feel nervous. I'm sorry. He does a... have his rifle drawn, right? He reached for it. Yeah, and, he's not... And drew it. Yeah, it's drawn, pointed roughly up, but not like... He's not sighting in on Charlie. Charlie, give me a persuasion check, buddy. Okay. Um, that's a four. You don't have any penalties for your hindrances. I know you started uh, like a worse check. There's there's like a couple different things, but it, it, it's kind of dependent on. Yeah, he doesn't know you're a mind melter, although you are kind of flying. So, yeah, I know you start is off a human supremacist. <laughs> he, he he is a human. Sorry, what'd you say, Justin? I said, is he a human su- supremacist? Because, I mean, that's a, as a DB or DB adjacent, human supremacists are going to be yeah, yeah. Really it does say that we I, dog boys tend to get along with humans better. Uh, I'm see. pretty sure it's a DB, though. You start out at one level worse. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so mutant, I do... I'm awkward around non-human populations, and are, many are frightened by my association with the Coalition. Uh... Alright, so with your four, because I, I rolled randomly, so he would have been at neutral, you would have dropped down to uncooperative because you're a DB, 
but your success would put him back up to neutral. Okay. What would I have to give you for this healing? Nothing. I'd appreciate it if you'd put your weapon away. That's just polite. Kind of just nods and he... Slings it, but he doesn't put it like fully across his back. He's got it slung where he could easily get to it again if necessary. Okay. Do you want to come back to camp with me? It takes a while to do it, and I assume you weren't injured in the last hour. I don't know why that's a thing, but after an hour, it's hard. It's like this weird golden rule. <laughs> he starts limping not much faster than he was before. Okay, uh, I'll kind of turn in the air and kind of do a happy wave where I think Flint is. Uh, and I'll kind of touch down beside the guy and kind of lead him to camp. Yeah, once he puts his uh, weapon away and starts working his way this way with uh, Charlie, then Mag will uncrouch, stand up, and he'll signal to uh, Barry. Uh, Barry kind of gets up out of the bushes slowly. You guys you see the guy kind of like jerk and look into his direction. And then Barry continues his sweep to make sure the campground's secure. So you said somebody hurt your friends? Eyes kind of look off into the distance a little bit. Just give you a small curt nod. I'm sorry, that happened to us a couple days ago. My friend was in a coma, but she got better because I helped. <laughs> I don't know if you can call it a coma. It she lasted for like 15 for like seconds. Three seconds, yeah. My friend she had, had a nap. She but... had an extended blink is what she had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately... Unfortunately, I couldn't help them. I... Sorry to hear it, fella. Never easy to lose friends. Name's Mag Flint. You're welcome to stay with us as long as you uh, act all peaceful. Yeah, let me get We're you that sausage. South. Old Mag's always taken in the strays. Yeah. You're welcome, I guess. Yeah. Justin, go ahead and have Mag's roll battle for me, if you have that skill. I do. That was actually, I meant to say battle instead of common knowledge earlier when I was trying to assess him. But either way, it works. And, uh, no, guy looks like he lost the battle. That's about a, all I can say, huh? <laughs> I rolled a two and a two. Huh. Yeah, nothing in particular is jumping out at you. Clearly he was in a fight, but um, without taking the time to, like, rip his clothes open and check the wounds, you really couldn't tell much. Yeah. He is carrying a laser rifle, though. So that's... Is it an MD rifle? Do I recognize the weapon? Uh, nah. It looks like it's either so worn that it's hard to tell the original model, and it looks like it's probably a black market knockoff anyways. Gotcha. He so, doesn't have a pack. Uh, that, like, you notice that. He doesn't have any supplies. He's literally just got the gun and the kukri at his belt and the wounds on his body. Seems you must have been attacked nearby. Otherwise, you wouldn't have made it this far. I've been walking about a day, day and a half. You can call me Ward, by the way. Nice to meet you, Ward. If you don't mind me asking, what's set upon you and your friends? Well, it's just a small group. 
We were relocating, trying to get further away from the edges of the Empire. Trying to avoid coalition. Figured we'd go deeper into the territory. We've been on the road for a few weeks, mostly surviving. Uh, and then a few days ago, a pack of riders stumbled across us, damaged our vehicle, killed my friends, left me for dead. Like a mounted uh, bandits, you say? Yes. Did they have a robot with them? Not that I could see, but they didn't identify themselves, if that's what you're wondering. No, I just... We, we ran across a pack of bandits yesterday. They had a robot with them, though. Maybe it was them, I don't know. But at least it looks like you got away. So, uh... You said you've been traveling about a day. Which direction have you been walking? Kind of like looks at the setting sun. I think southwest. It's hard okay, to so know for sure. So you're heading southwest now, yeah? I guess. I don't really know. Right. At this stage, I don't know where I'm going. As far as I understand, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Well, if you're trying to get away from it all, we're, uh, we may have a good spot for you. We're headed south to, uh... You ever heard of a fade town? Let me see if he's heard of a fade town. Triple A's! No. Oh, crit fail. Can't say that I have. Is it a nice place, this fade town? I don't know. I've never been there, but, uh... It's a strange place, for sure. Uh... How, uh... How do you feel about the magic and ley lines and all that? Not a huge fan. Well, this may not be the place for you, but it's definitely the closest civilization I'm aware of. Fade Town is uh, on a ley line. It uh, tends to uh, move in and out of phase with our reality. Makes it a very safe place. Most of the time you can't even get to it to attack it, but it's not for everyone. Is this where you are from? No, we're bringing supplies. Of course, you're welcome to come back with us tomorrow if you can survive long enough. Can't the road's not any safer uh, for us than it is for you, but there is a certain security to having more around here. Give me a persuasion check, Justin, with a plus one. I'm trying to persuade him to say no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I aced my d4 and got another two, so six plus one is a seven. Kind of... Looks for a minute. I'm assuming by this point you're back at camp. Although, give it uh, food. I mean, I technically, I think, uh, yeah, I'm a minor DB, which is a minus. I think it's just you start uh, lower on the. Yeah, chart. I just start lower. Same which, thing. But so. you, Charlie has already smoothed that over a bit. Okay. Yeah, I brought him a gourmet sausage, and I'm I'm gonna while they're talking, I'll kind of bed down and start working on healing. Yeah, his wounds are definitely over an hour old, so... Okay. So, I'll spend ten. Can give me a roll? I will re-roll. Why, you succeeded. What, are you mind-melting him? No, I mean... Well, if I get a raise, I could take two wounds off. He seems pretty... He's oh, an healing. extra, That's so right. he doesn't have more than one, so... Yeah. Oh, okay. Alright, so it'll be good. Okay. Kind of... Enjoy the food, 
Gives you a nod of thanks, Charlie, as he starts to feel a little bit better. Well, I can't promise that I'll go with you to this moral, but you said you're on your way to this fade town. How far I... out are you? We should be there sometime tomorrow. Uh, well, assuming you everything goes well. And he kind of like side glances <laughs> at Charlie. <laughs> I just look at you all happy with my tongue hanging out. Totally you missing don't mind the subtlety. Me sticking with you at least till that point. I don't mind, but uh, I hope you'll understand that if you wish to stay here tonight, you'll have to lock them weapons away in the truck. Kind of doesn't look happy about it, but he but he does nod and hands the rifle over. Takes the e-clip out of it, though. <laughs> that is a not suspicious uh, reaction. If he was if he was like told, yeah, cool, that's fine, then I'd be like, nah, this motherfucker's gonna kill us in the middle of the night. <laughs> he, he pulls the kukri out. Looks like it is just a regular, like it's not a vibro weapon. I just go to the uh, truck and find a lockbox that uh, he can put the weapons in, and uh, I lock it so that. You can't get to him in the middle of the night. Just kind of an extra security blanket. I mean, we all have weapons, but at least I'll have to pick them up off. <laughs> he does, us. like, look very appreciatively at the glitter girl. Yeah. <laughs> when he sees that, he's like, I can see why the bandits didn't deter you. No. Yes, uh, Masuke is uh, a gift from heaven, I can tell you. Without her, we wouldn't have made it. Yeah. And he kind of like, he's going to take him around to the back of the big Bertha and show him the remnants of the Triax 500. <laughs> good riddance to bad rubbish. Yeah, I, that's all right. I'll put it to good use. Who knows? One day we may make these roads clear. <laughs> we need roads. And he looks first. around and is like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, one day we'll make some roads and then make them safe. <laughs> all right, guys. Good job here. Justin, if you'd like him, Ward can be your experienced new minion. Ah, yeah, shit, yeah. Grab that's that right. minion. I forgot about that guy. I'm snatching that motherfucker up. Good job not shooting the stranger in the head from a distance. <laughs> hey, man. Good job. All right. But yeah, if you talk to Ward, he, you do eventually get a little bit out of him. He is a former soldier. But he's probably like in his late 40s, so he, it's been a long time since he's actually been in active combat. He had left that life behind him, was with some family and friends on their move. Like I said, he doesn't like doesn't like the Coalition very much at all. Doesn't like that they were intruding into the borderlands of the Pecos Empire. So him and his were trying to move a little bit deeper, maybe get away from some of that. And uh, Yeah, since, go ahead. since Mag didn't have to do a lot of... Uh, repairs, you know, if I feel like he's gonna have a time, then once he hears this guy's a soldier, they'll sit around the f campfire laughing, you know, swapping war stories and stuff like that. Uh, do you have two vehicles with fatigue, though? The Mountaineer and the Bertha? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got one of them already. I forgot there was a second one. I don't think you ever actually rolled. So yeah, I rolled a 12 and an 8. Or a 7 and a, and a 3, but plus 5. Oh, I see it there. Yeah. Can I roll another report repair check real quick? Yes, we'll roll one more. Uh, before you roll, okay. which one did you fix first? Uh, it doesn't matter. You pick. Well, we'll say the Bertha, just because we don't want a, more technical okay. difficulties on it if you crit fail this. Yeah, that's right. I did say last time that I was going to do the Bertha first uh, on the last time I did repair, so it would make sense that I'll do. I'll look to the Bertha first time every time. 
And on this roll is another success in a race, yeah, another half hour. All right, so night goes by, you're unmolested. Ward is seems appreciative, but just kind of clearly still in a little bit of shock of losing his family and friends he was traveling with. And he's, you know, feeling out the group as he's in a thing full of strangers. He doesn't seem to be a human supremacist. Just a wary individual who's probably seen his fair share of troubles in his rather long life. And the sun crests the horizon in another beautiful morning. Potentially. Assuming that Charlie doesn't get lost. (laughs) Charlie won't get lost. Hey, Ward, uh... How are you at reading a map? I wandered aimlessly through this area, so I can at least tell if we go back the way I came. Ah, uh, good. Why don't you give uh, Charlie there a hand helping us navigate? And I believe you have a character sheet for him, right, Justin? I do not. Oh. Did you say we're just going to use the standard soldier profile? And Yeah. I mean, and we, we've kept the other guys. Well, I'll I'll, I'll make one. It's no big deal. I'll throw it's, a D6 it's going to be the quick. same as anybody. Uh, he, his, uh... Yeah, he doesn't succeed. But basically, other than tell you, don't go that way. And he forces the direction you found him. <laughs> there you go. All right. Anybody I... assisting Charlie? Uh, yeah, I'm going to assist Charlie. Let's see. How am I going to help out Charlie today? Remember, you do have... Clark and Karis as well, if you want them to. Yeah, I'll just I'll roll them. Real in quick. theory, if you don't get lost, you should be able to make it within six hours, so a half a day's travel. Looks like we got Clark to succeed, but Karis didn't. Okay, so plus one so far. Charlie, I want you to know that you've been doing a good job. I have heard that uh, the coalition's uh, experiments while I don't agree with them they do create wonderful specimens it seems that that is true you are definitely living up to the reputation of your kind those comments kind of make me uncomfortable but thank you that's good to know thank you I can see that being common knowledge or persuasion just in your choice common knowledge it is that's a success that'll be a success alright Charlie Unless it tests, is Masuki going to try to help him read the map again? Yes. Yes, she will. Alright. Go ahead and pick your skill and give her a roll. Ooh. It's enough. The four is enough. Oh. Actually, it's a okay. six with uh, the Glitter Girls sensors. Alright, so Charlie, you have a plus wow, three. I just read that sensor reading. <laughs> yeah. You have a plus and, uh, three, you're minus three for the horror factor, so it puts you essentially at just your survival skills. Rolled a six, so we're good. Alright, you're in the nice. right direction. Test. We should make it there today, so we don't die. Yeah. <laughs> Tess, since you are going to be piloting, you help Charlie and notice. So you have a minus two to your notice, which is negated by your bonus with the sensors. So give me a notice roll at just the minus three for the horror factor. The immortal words is, yeah, in space, we ain't found shit. <laughs> Alright, so that means with a failure, unfortunately you guys stumble into a little danger. If I can get agility rolls from everybody, please. Oh god. That's a 
failure, I'm failure sure. from me. So this means damage, right? Uh, I'm just going to give you guys bumps and bruises. Okay. Which is a minus one to everything you do for the day. Until it heals. Alright. I'll just suffer that. Yep. Mag, you're alright. Test what you got for your agility. You're good too on your wild die. Yeah, I rolled a 7 out of 3. Alright, so yeah, you're going along throughout your day. And Charlie, we'll just say at one point you're so excited to be going the right way, you're like constantly digging your head out the window to like look at Masuki and sniff the air, make sure you're going the thing, and you forgot to put a seatbelt on, and Mag's been telling you all, all week, make sure you buckle up there, Charlie, but you never do, because it's uncomfortable. And, and I don't have thumbs. Yeah, and, and you don't have thumbs, it's really hard for it to work. And yeah. you hit a pretty nasty bump, and you go flying and bang your head against the glass. <laughs> and so you got some bumps and bruises. So you just minus one until pretty much you can rest. Or if you have the relief power, you can use that to heal. But I don't think you do. I don't. Alright. Let's get our piloting rolls on here. Just to see if anybody's vehicle blows up here. We'll do the ATV first. They will have a plus one bonus. Hey! Good old uh, Carl here is driving your Mountaineer and not getting a scratch. Mountaineer's nice. fine. Alright, the Bertha has a minus one handling. Minus two for its uh, technical difficulties. That's And minus three for horror factor. So you're at minus six before any of your bonuses. So you got both of the NPCs over in the APC? Uh, no, I'm getting ready to roll the other townie here to see if they can assist you real quick. They do not. So, a total of minus six. Uh, I get plus two for being jacked in, and we negate two of those, so it's a total of minus two. And I rolled an ace on my driving die, plus a five, so eleven. Minus two is a nine success in a raise. You maybe you should give up mercenary work for uh, long haul driving. <laughs> I did that. That's how I got to the mercenary work. <laughs> uh, Test if I can get a piloting roll from you, please, at minus three. So, yeah, just a little bit of fatigue as the Glitter Boy is just. They had a good day yesterday, but today it's starting to draw power a little too much. Put some wear and tear on the electronics, but nothing Mag can't fix. So as you move along in the morning, six hours kind of go by. You're finally pretty sure you're very close to Pine Box. Like the map is starting to look like the things you're seeing. As you come across the last major landmark, it's a rather long ravine. Um, pretty wide kind of canyon with a small... The river you've been following for the last day or two moves to a much thinner bit. So it kind of works its way down this canyon. Definitely kind of long as you got to go a few miles through it. You do see something that almost spooks you at first. Like you see something in the distance that looks like it's large and metal. Uh, as you pause and kind of send Tess to take a look. Looks like it is the burned out rem remnants of a, uh, a vehicle. It looks like a giant metal skull. Clearly like a massive kind of vehicle. Bigger even than the robot you fought. 
but it looks like it's been here for quite some time and it's been severely damaged and, and picked over by scavengers. Gotcha. Nothing left to scavenge, huh? Nah, it's just nothing that you could manage with these tools that you have. But it looks like a coalition spider walker. Yeah, so I thought you meant when you said giant skull, I assumed coalition, but I didn't know exactly what vehicle it was. And if you want to give me a battle check, you can. Sure. Got a five. Looking around, it looks like, to your best guess, some somebody set up an ambush around here. Uh, looking at the the high cliff walls that go up at least a good 100, 150 feet, you see signs where that you know railgun fire chipped away at the cliff. Also looks like there was some high explosive used at some point. There is uh, just torn up earth all around the walker where it was looks like somebody maybe with a high energy blaster was taking pot shots at its legs. Looks like there's like but it looks like it's was happened months ago. Like no time recently. Alright. No danger here then. And if you continue to follow like this canyon down on the river, you'll eventually Make your way into much more gentle rolling terrain, lush grass, and in the distance you see some chimney smoke from a very small village, like a collection of maybe a dozen kind of like thatched roof buildings. And what you, what appears to be pine box. So I assume there's a ley line right in there. Yes. Um, it's not running parallel, it's running perpendicular to the, the canyon you came in on. And it's it's a good like probably half a mile away from the town. Like it's not right up running through it, so it probably encompasses the town and then their fields and around it. Charlie, you so need start... to start getting a headache. <laughs> yeah, I start sneezing as I get overwhelmed. Ah, uh, looks like we've made it, gents. <sighs> Finally. In five days. Yeah, so as record you, time. As you're pulling in close to the town, like you do see like a commotion as the people are all gathering in a big group, looking and pointing. Nobody appears to be armed. Like it, it looks like very simple kind of people, weathered, hardworking, but very simple like homespun kind of clothes. Like whereas Marl is a rift city, this is definitely a quaint like you know pseudo like feudalism kind of town like it's the buildings are made of mostly like thatch and mud and basic brick like it is not technologically advanced at all looks like there are any kind of vehicles they may have are wagons pulled by draft animals like not even horses like just like maybe mules and donkeys alright we murder them all we get the stuff that we were here to trade for bring back both sets of supplies Get the double to pay that. That's up to you if you want to. <laughs> no. Let's go ahead and finish this up, guys. Let's get this, uh... We could use a day or two of rest here while we swap out all these supplies before we head back. What do sounds you say? Sounds great. That's good. Sounds good. Charlie, you want us to park the APC somewhere further away from the line so you don't have to experience such discomfort? You're my friend. I'm going to take that as a yes. <laughs> yes, thank you. So basically, okay. from what I'm hearing, Charlie is waiting with the car outside the village. 
Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if Charlie's going to come in and make sure the handover, changeover, but I mean, since we're planning on spending a day or two here, I, I want to set up like a camp further away for Charlie. Oh. I mean, you have to go at least probably a good mile away. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, this is know, a we'll fairly... Drive, we'll drive out of town for him so he can sleep without dying. I leave in like Clark or Karis with him or... Uh, yeah, whoever wants to stay out there, you know. Narrative type stuff, hopefully. Yeah, we should probably leave, you know, at least somebody there. That way they can drive the APC back in if things go bad. I mean, Charlie could yeah. try. He's, he's all thumbs. He's not going to have a good shot of it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Telekinetically pushing the gas pedal with his mind <laughs> because his little stubby legs don't reach. Gotcha. Yeah, we can we can all go in for the handoff, but yeah, I'd like to sleep at night at least out there. All right, so you pull in, y'all file out. Of course, Charlie could always just go intangible and find, like, a pocket inside of a mountain, solid rock that he can, like, you know, phase into, sleep there, and then phase back out. <laughs> yeah, if he does a ritual to extend that time for more than a few seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, find a pocket that oh, exists, just about, has no that's holes, suffocate. you know? <laughs> that's all right. Suffocate that beneath sounds... the earth where nobody can find him. That sounds scary. Masuki <laughs> starts blasting the mountain apart, trying to find me. Yeah, <laughs> As the vehicles pull up, you hear like a, a, a whisper of like awe and excitement through the crowd. Uh, some of the older, like more f- dangerous looking men, like clearly like the guys who view themselves as the town's protectors, look at you a little warily. Hello there. Hello. I'm a corgi, not a demon. When Charlie says that. Anybody who would like, give me a notice roll at minus two. I don't notice. <laughs> I rolled a one and a two. That's before the minus two. Tess. Uh, so when Charlie... I'm a corgi, not a demon. You see... Especially in some of like, the women and children. Absolute terror. And like some people like in the back are starting to cry. Your oh, best guess like is corgis. they. This isn't just normal fear of a of a monster. This is something more fresh, more personal. What is happening here? I don't know. They have a severe anti corgi reaction, though. Yeah, it seems that way because I mean, it's Charlie. Charlie, well, Mas- <laughs> well, Masuki is noticing that a man in his probably like mid to late 40s kind of a long beard just starting to full of salt and pepper comes up to you hello strangers my name is Dellen I am the town elder here for Pine Box we don't want any trouble but if you are not here to cause any we will extend our humble hospitality to you quite the opposite elder I don't know we are here uh, on behalf of Marl. We've brought the goods for trade. You hear like another like just wave of excitement in the crowd, and um, Dellen's face opens into a big kind of like gap tooth grin. Ugh. We were hoping the kind people at Marl had not forgotten us in the long years that we were away, and that the usual agreement stands: your supplies are not only well needed but met with our utmost of thanks. It will take us a day or two to assemble the supplies. 
but we have had a bountiful harvest that came at a great cost. But we gladly give it to the citizens of Maro. Come, you must be tired on your weary travels. We'll prepare food and a place for you to rest. If you could open up your vehicle, our men can see to the unloading. You shouldn't have to worry about that. Sounds good. Uh, and then, you know, he'll motion for Benny and them to bring it around. Benny and the Jets. Oh, I was going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Beat you to the joke. Except it's Barry, so... <laughs> yeah. And he looks at you, funny I don't know thing. what you think, boss. You don't just get to cash me in for something good to happen. Uh, I was trying. Um, yeah. Yeah, unload it just the... occurred to me that this town, being completely low-tech, uh, like they are completely low tech, right? Not... You have yet to see any hint of anything above like a medieval agrarian. Like it's Some not even bitch. like American Wild West tech so far. We could try to salvage that spider drone we saw, if that's what you're thinking. You already saw that there was nothing worth salvaging. <laughs> oh, nothing worth salvaging, and it's even further away from the Bertha than the uh, Triax is. My bad. Yeah. It's all right. We'll figure something out. Just gonna be a, you know, touch and go on the way home. That's all. Yeah. You could. I mean, you might get. Oh no, you really can't. Never mind. I was thinking you could go without the trailers, but they will hopefully be full of goods. So. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I'm just. I was trying. I was hoping to repair it when we got here, but now that I see that there's no way they have parts for uh, a big Bertha. Yeah. Uh, At least that you can see, they definitely don't. Nothing so far has shown any kind of technologically advanced. Yeah, I'll ask around when later on, but now, just something I was thinking of. Masuki, are you finally getting out of the Glitter Girl to go enjoy some fresh air and food? Uh, food, yes. I have a healthy fear of fresh air outside of the Glitter Girl. That Glitter Girl will not fit in any building here without destroying it. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, I could pull it, get that. I'm just looking at my armor, and then I'm looking at the glitter girl, and then I'm just going to get the food. <laughs> so they take you into what looks like it's probably Elder Dellen's house, because they don't have, like, a tavern or anything like that. Um, see, like, an older woman that's probably his wife. They do have, like, a, an actual, like, iron stove. She throws a few extra logs on the fire and starts heating up some uh, some pans. Smell like fresh bread. You see ample vegetables. Looks like she is going to prepare some kind of egg dish. <sighs> Seems you don't uh, abide much by technology around here. Well, other than the occasional gift from your people, we don't have much. And what we did have, we've recently... Lost. Everyone seems quite a bit on edge. Can you tell me what happened? Well, normally when our town fades out, we end up in a place far removed from anybody. We're honestly not even sure if we're still on this world. But it is a place of great bounty as far as the land. And we're usually there for a year, sometimes two at a time. And never have we run into trouble until this time. 
After all that work to get to find Fox, to find out there's more trouble waiting for us there. Guess you'll have to uh, tune in on November 16th to find out what's going on in this little town. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you in the next stream.